Merry New Year, everyone, and welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark, and as always, I'm joined by Matthew. Happy New Year, everyone. And Nathan. Hello. Seems like we've not spoken to each other in a, a year. Aha! Hey. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. It feels strange. We've not even spoken since Christmas. Everyone have a good one. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it was Bye. a nice rest. Good. Hope everyone got a lot of nice Lynx deodorant sets and socks and whatnot. I did get Lynx. I got Lynx Dark Temptation. Dark Temptation? Ooh, oh, yeah. Lynx Africa's always the staple. I know, staple. that's always the one, isn't it? Yeah. I have to say, I was, back in the day, I used to love Java. That was my mm. favourite. Java. I, I think it's some Dove, actually. Oh, really? Dove. Some Dove, yeah. Very nice. By the way, other cosmetic products are available. <laughs> no, just Dove. <laughs> there is, yeah, just <laughs> and Lynx that's... Africa and yeah. Dark Temptation. And so, okay. So let's be honest. Um, news has been a bit thin on the ground over this yes. period, hasn't it? Yeah. Bit like the snow, which never turned up. Yeah, we did have a white Christmas, did we? Does it? We never get a white Christmas here. I was devastated. I was really hoping we'd get it this year. No. Woke up all excited at six o'clock in the morning, drove the curtains, and it was just cold. Grey as usual. Uh, okay, so there is something that's been uh, come out in the last couple of weeks. Uh, so basically, GameIndustry.biz uh, has basically collated a load of gaming stats from the past mm. year. Uh, because it's, you know, it's New Year. It's a time for fun and games, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we, Yeah, so we've decided we're going to have a quiz. Well, Matt and Nathan are going to have a quiz. <laughs> I'm going to be said quiz master. Liquid master. Because I could just list off all these stats, but then it'll just be Horn. it'll go on forever. Yes. Yeah. Rather so than we're gonna, so, fight it out. Yeah, so we're gonna try and make it a bit more interesting. Oh, okay. Okay, so we're gonna start with the um the global revenues for games over this past year. I want you to give me to the nearest billion what was the total value of the global games market in twenty twenty two. Okay. Ooh. And you have, I don't know, a few seconds. Get on with it. <laughs> Time is precious. Right, I've locked my answer in. Ooh, so yeah. By the way, it's, it, it'll be close this answer gets a point. Okay. I'm not expecting you to get it dead on. Oh, okay. Well, Nathan has gone with 450 billion. That's a big number. Well, people like games, so... People do like games. I <laughs> That's true. Uh, Matthew has gone with 150 billion. Oh, Matt's got this one, I'm, I'm sure. I can tell you the, like total, got it. the total number was 184.4 billion. Ooh, close. close. Very close. Yeah. So Matthew point takes three. that point. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to move on to what per- So I want you to tell me what percentage of all that, all that total market revenue, were from digital sales. What percentage were digital sales? I know that's from the art thing. But... Locked it in. I can't, I can't find the symbol. Where's the symbol? <laughs> Just put the number. I don't know what you mean. What if we say the same one? Oh, that'd be insane. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. So Nathan has gone with 54% his digital sales. And Matthew mm. has gone with 72%. The answer is, believe it or not, 94.2%. Oh, 
What? Digital sales. Wow. I don't believe it. It doesn't feel real. You guys guys are the dinosaurs here. You're getting left behind now. Well, digital for the win. Well, the thing is about this is that when you've got, let's say, games like God of War Ragnarok, and you've got the, um, you know, the collector's edition thing in my mobs. Mm. Oh, yeah, you did get a physical edition then, in that, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, they come with codes now. So you kind of be forced they, into it. Do they still yeah, count? They really? Well, wow. it's a digital download, isn't it? I suppose so, but you still physically bought the code in a way. Yeah, it's not a disc, though, is it? So it don't count. Surely yeah, for yeah. a collector's edition, though. Like, that would be put... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And just to add to this, um, they are divided. So PC games, so 98% of that is digital, and only 2% of that is box. Not for the console market, it's uh, 72% digital and 28 boxed. That's why I I thought I saw somewhere. I remembered 72. Mm, if it would that be the question? So I did for the console, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go through three different countries with you. Okay? Wait, do I still get that point? Uh, you do get yeah, the point. Yeah, we're closer. Because yeah. you were closest. Yes. That's where I come from. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm gonna, as I say, I'm going to go through three different countries here. And I've got a list here of the top 10 selling games in each of those countries. Okay. Uh, these are the best selling boxed games. It does specify boxed games. Okay. But, but we're going to do these one at a time. And I want you to try and give me the top three selling games boxed in the UK the past year. I'm going to give you a point if you get a correct game, and I'm going to give you another point if you get it in the correct place. So this, I will go through the whole ten eventually, but to begin with, just give me the top three that you think in the UK. I have to say, with these with these three countries, if you think about the country itself, it might help you. I think that's fine. So Nathan, uh, from we'll go third to first. So he's put FIFA 23 for third. He's put Modern Warfare 2 for second. He's put Elden Ring for one. Matthew has put uh, Pokemon Arceus for number three. FIFA for number two. I'll specify as FIFA 23. I yeah, yeah, no, no, that's FIFA right. that's 96 a... for, for the that, Mega Drive. I, I know that's what you've got with. Uh, you've gone for Modern Warfare number one. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you, in number three, it is Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, oh, my neck. Wow, oh, that's, that's surprising. Spot on. <laughs> so, Matt has got that spot on. Nice one. Number two, it is Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <sighs> yes. Nathan's got that spot on. Oh, it's going to be FIFA, isn't it? But, but Matthew has also got the, the game. I mean, I've got it in there, but I'm not yep, going to the right spot. Yep, yep. And number one, of course, it's FIFA 23. <sighs> Damn it. So, is it point shared on that one then? You both got one for that because you both got it, but in the wrong places. Okay. So it was bonus point for the right location, wasn't it? So I think me and Nathan got two a bonus point each. Was it? Correct. You got all four ga- all three games. I'm saying I think I've got all three games, but I got one and two mixed up. Okay, so I'll just go through the, the actual top ten for the mm-hmm. uh, UK box selling. So uh, number ten was Elden Ring. Number nine was Nintendo Switch Sports. Number eight was God of War Ragnarok. Number seven was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number six was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Number five was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Number four was Horizon Forbidden West and the three we've already mentioned. Okay, so we're going to move on to Japan. Japan. So, mm. what were the three top-selling box games of the year in Japan? Same rules apply as the last one. I feel like I need to fill in the, 
the void of noise. But da, 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 da. <laughs> oh, that's got me on this one. I, I don't know what the Japanese audience like. Oh come on! Why do you think about it? Probably like some weird game. Like um, I'm trying to think. I feel you're overcomplicating this. Come on, time is Interesting, Matthew. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> Probably wrong, but you know, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to assume what the Japanese would like. Go on, Nathan. I'll have to push you. As much as I really like Japan. Oh, even more interesting. <laughs> I bet you FIFA's on there. <laughs> <laughs> no, NFL. Nathan has gone with. In third place, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, number two, he's got Pokemon Legends Arceus. And number one, Triangle Strategy. Wow. Uh, Matthew has gone with number three as Elden Ring. Number two, Pokemon Arceus. Pokemon Legends Arceus, sorry. And number one, uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Violet and Violet? Violet. 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 Number three was Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh. So you both got it, but in the wrong place. Order. Number two was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So Matthew's got the game Darn in it. the wrong place. Number one was Splatoon 3. Oh, I forgot about of that course. one. Oh, damn it. I'm, I'm so angry Yeah, myself. I forgot about Splatoon 3. <laughs> so I'll just run through the others. So number 10 was Elden Ring. Number 9 was Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, number 8 was Mario Party Superstars. Number seven was Minecraft Switch Edition. Uh, six was Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, five was Nintendo Switch Sports. Four was Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I knew it'd be heavily dominated by Nintendo, but I didn't think it'd be this heavily dominated by <laughs> Nintendo. Yeah, that's just the <clears throat> Okay, so yeah. we move on to the United States. So what could possibly be the top three games in the United States? United States. United States. United States. <laughs> Someone's been playing a little too much roller drum. Yes. Great game. I need... Mm, there's one game that's just jumped into my head that I think is normally... I've got a game on my head that I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Americans love, but I don't know if it's like... They love it like we love FIFA. Well, think about it. It's the US. What What would they go with? Screw it. I'm, I'm throwing up. a hell. I'm going to yeah, throw to push a hell Mary on this one. Oh, this is very interesting. Don't say that. <laughs> mm. Okay, so in this Nathan's number three, he's going with NFL 23. In number two, he's going for Modern Warfare 2. And number one, he's going for Elden Ring. Mm. Matthew, <laughs> on the other hand, <laughs> has gone for Elden Ring number three, NFL 23 number two, <laughs> and Modern Warfare number one. <laughs> that was I, what I, tell you. I was like, I feel like the NFL, I know Americans low, but I don't know if they did one this year. Okay, here we go. The number three selling game was Madden NFL 23. Yes! So Nathan has got double I relied points. on them too much. But you get a point for that as well, Matthew. You get in the correct game. Number two was Elden Ring. Ooh. So you both got that. Uh, in different positions. In the wrong places. And number one Call of Duty and Modern Warfare 2. Call of Duty. Two points for Matthew for having that as number one. So we both got the same top three, but we had them in different positions. Correct. 
But we've all got the same points out of it, so that's cool. It's quite interesting. Like, the US seems to be very predictable in terms of their gaming. I was, I was, I was really close to putting NFL number one because I know how much they love it. I was like, is is it as popular as like our FIFA? Like, I would honestly put our FIFA as number one if it isn't for like Modern Warfare. It's strange, isn't it? Because looking at the three markets, like the US and Japan leaning in the wrong directions, and we seem to be a bit of a mix of both. Yeah. But that's that's the UK, isn't it? It's a, it's a multicultural mismatch. Okay, so now we're going to move on to... Wait, what was the top 10 for US? Oh, sorry. Yes, indeed, you're correct. So, number 10 was MLB The Show 22. Not surprised. Number 9, FIFA 23. Number surprised. 8, <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Number 7, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Number mm. 6, Pokemon Legends Arceus. Oh, uh, number, number 5, God of War Ragnarok. And number 4 was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. Wow, oh. I think that'd be that high. I'm okay. glad though, I'm glad it's quite popular. Like, I'm expecting full marks for for these, for these two. Oh god. So I would just want you to tell me, what was the highest rated game on Metacritic? Is this critic score or user score? Critic. You are both going with Elden Ring, and you are both correct. Oh, I thought you were going to say you were both wrong. <laughs> I thought there was going to be like a swerve. It's like, actually, it's stray. Like, what? <laughs> no, Can you tell me what score it achieved? Closest one. 98. Oh, just shout it out. Oh, then, I'm just going to show oh, it. Oh, no. Oh, damn it. Well, <laughs> we take your first well, answer. Well, take that. Go on, Matt. Just, just, you might as well just say you. Let's say it. Uh, 94. Well, we're in a bit of a quandary here. <laughs> Because it's 96. Oh, it's 96. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say no points awarded. Okay. Now, I want you to tell me the lowest Metacritic score game. Now, you may have already known this if you were listening carefully in the last podcast. Because it was in that. If you can remember it. <laughs> I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, no. Which one was it? Uh, I think it was that one. Okay. Got an answer for me, Matt? Uh, Nathan, sorry. No, I'm skipping this one. You're skipping. Skip, come on. Get, for a one guess. Here, me. All right, I'll, I'll put a guess in. Come on. You never know. Marvel Snap. Really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is it. So, Matthew has gone with Postal 4. Nathan has put Stray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to say you're wrong there, Nathan. <laughs> but Matthew is right. It is indeed Postal 4. It was 4. four. Okay. Yes. No so reg- I, I was like, was it three or four? Postal I four. Remember it. No regrets. Yeah. What was the score? Oh. Nearest wins. Do we type this or can we just type it? Oh. <laughs> um. Oh. Nathan's gone with fifty-four. Matthew's gone for thirty. Matthew, you've got it spot on. It's thirty. Thirty. Blimey, heck. I should know this because I was the one that kept the list out. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just I remember, yeah, I remember the worst one. I was like, pretty sure. Okay, so now we're going to move on to new IPs and new releases that came out in 2022. Ooh. I'm going to name you seven gaming companies, and I want you to tell me which one had the most new releases this past year. Okay, so the companies are Sony, Xbox inclusive of Bethesda, Nintendo, Electronic Arts, Take Two. Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard. 
who had the most new releases this past year? Right, so wait, let me to confirm to confirm the seven again. That was Sony, Sony, Xbox, Xbox inclus- inclusive with Bethesda, Bethesda, Nintendo, Nintendo, EA, EA, Take Two, Two, Ubisoft, and Activision Blizzard. Who had the most new releases this past year? So just new releases, not new IPs, but just new releases. New releases. New releases. To release the most games, basically. I feel like I, this might be a surprising one. I have an answer from Nathan. Come on, Matthew. Ooh. Sorry, I just corrected a word that I wanted to say. Ooh, okay. So Nathan has gone with Nintendo, and Matthew has gone for Activision Blizzard. I tell you, it is Nintendo. Way. A point to Nathan. How many games... Did they release? How many games? Nine thousand games. Um, that was his first answer. I'll, uh, I gave you a clue. It's double digits. <sighs> Again, this is nearest one wins. So, okay, Nathan is going with seventeen, and Matthew's gone for twenty-four. The answer is ten. So Nathan again gets a point. Yes. Now we're going to move on to new IPs. Which of those seven companies? had the most new IPs. So that was Sony, Xbox, inclusive of Bethesda, Nintendo, EA, Take-Two, Ubisoft, and Activision Blizzard. Gone for mine. Typical. That's it, we should have a... Oh, okay. So Nathan has gone with Xbox, and Matthew has gone with Ubisoft. The answer is Xbox. Oh, wow. What? The flies back. He's doing. He's on a roll. You know oh. what the next question is, don't you? Well, how many? How, how many, many did they release? Ooh, okay. You have both gone with four. <laughs> <laughs> you are both correct. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. That was just a shot in dark. <laughs> I was like, I was glad I heard the answer to the other one because I, I wouldn't have known which way, but. <laughs> Okay, now we're going to t- go on to, to what had the most articles written about it online. Which, talking, game, which game? Which game had the most articles written about it? You can probably guess what the question after this might be. <laughs> How many articles? <laughs> I'll go with that. Okay, so you you have both gone with Elder Ring. You are both indeed correct. It is oh, Elder Ring. Good. I didn't matter expect. Now, to the nearest thousand. Wait to tell me how many articles of Elden Ring was there? And I'll give you an extra clue. It is a five-digit number. Wow. I just hope my maths is good. <laughs> Does these articles include more than one sentence? So... What? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, how, how can you answer me? Uh, I feel like I might be lowballing Elden Ring here, but... Mm, okay. Well, Nathan has got about 35,000 articles. Matthew has gone for 17,000. It is 63,642. That's another one for Nathan. Do you want to know the the top 15 of those covered games? Go on, then. Yeah, sure. Okay, so number 15 was Destiny 2. Number 14 was PUBG. Number 13 was FIFA 23. Number 12 was Apex Legends. Number 11 was League of Legends. Uh, 10 was God of War Ragnarok. 9 was Overwatch 2. Eight was Horizon Forbidden West. Seven was Cyberpunk 2077. Six was Minecraft. Five was The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, four was Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Number three, Genshin Impact. And number two, Fortnite. And number one, Elden Ring. Okay, next question. 
who was the most covered company in articles in the year? Okay, Nathan has gone with Xbox or Microsoft. Uh, Matthew's gone with Activision. You are both wrong. It is Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Wow. Mm. So. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. To the nearest 10,000, how many articles were there? Uh, and it is a six digit number. Nathan has gone with 250,000. And Matthew has gone for 320,000. The answer is 269,370. Blum heck. Get in. Nathan is closest. I am doing shambolic now. Right. We're going to talk about game trailers. So the the top 10 most viewed video game trailers from the past year were all only in relation to four games. The 10 trailers. Name me those four games. Does it have to be in any particular order or just the games? No, just name the games. Okay, you will get a point for each one. So Matthew is going with Elder Ring, Fortnite, Minecraft and Modern Warfare 2. Nathan is going for Modern Warfare 2, Pokemon Scarlet Violet, uh, God of War, and Elden Ring. The answers yeah, are... Got it, the answers are... Fortnite, League of Legends, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, and Poppy Playtime. What the fuck? What even is that? <laughs> what? I don't know. Poppy Play... Oh, yeah. Poppy Playtime. That might be a... A survival horror game, I think. Yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah, yeah. It, it was really popular this year, people at the time. So, Nathan only gets one point. Matthew two. gets two, two. indeed. Mm. Surprised Elden okay. Ring wasn't there. Mm, indeed. Okay, which of those four games made number one? Which had the most viewed trailer? Okay, you both go with Fortnite. You're both wrong. Don't tell me it was Poppy's. Nope. No. League of Legends? Correct. It was League of Legends. Got number one. <laughs> to the nearest million, how many views did he have? Oh, Jesus. Okay, I'm trying to read that number, Nathan. <laughs> what is it? 120 million. 120 million, right. Okay. Ooh. 120 million. Okay. You know what, maybe that's and, probably right. And Matthew's gone with 58 million. The answer is 139.7 million. Another one for Nathan. Nathan's just like. The analytics guy, he just he lives for that. All about the numbers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now we're going to talk about the most games discussed on Twitter. Yeah, so, that place. <laughs> yeah, avoid it at all costs. Which game had the most original tweets about it? No, I'm going to have to play it. Safer thing. Okay, so Nathan's going with Fortnite. Matthew's going with Elden Ring. It was Elden Ring. Of course, it was. Wow. I was expecting to say Fortnite then. <laughs> no. How many tweets? Oh, to the nearest. It is a five-digit number. Okay, Nathan's gone with 50,000. And Matthew's gone with 40,000. It's going to be above, isn't it? Nathan, you are extremely close. It is 49,169. Plumbing, heck. Nah, he went over that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which game... Had the most retweets about it, and think of a bigger picture here. It might, it, it might not have necessarily released last year, or maybe it did. I don't know. I thought you were just thrown in there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very interesting answer too. 
Okay, so Matthew has gone with League of Legends, or Legends as he's put it. <laughs> and Nathan's gone for Call of Duty Vanguard. Ooh, that's not a bad shout, that. I'm here to tell you, it is a bad shout, because <laughs> it's oh. Genshin Impact. <laughs> oh, cool. I always forget about Genshin Impact. How many retweets? <sighs> and it's... It's going to be more, isn't it? It's a six it's, it's a seven-digit number. Se- mm. No lifers. Okay, Nathan has gone with 3 million. Matthew has gone for 6.5 million. The answer is 3.9 million. Why do I bother with these analytics rubbish? Right, we've got just one question left. Good, because I've got a feeling if and somehow like come past me. Which game had the most placements on retail stores? Online, so like their front pages. Which game had the most placements? And I'll just tell you the numbers for this. It's, it was fourteen thousand seven hundred and sixty-seven. Mm. Okay. So Nathan has gone with Elder Ring. Matthew has gone for Pokemon Scarlet Violet. The answer is FIFA twenty-three. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. I was like, I don't think it's Elden Ring because it came out too early, so I don't think it would have got too many placements to calculate throughout the year, but then there's FIFA. And that brings a conclusion to the stats. Well, in fact, do you want to know the top the top ten? Yeah, go on. Then. Okay, so number ten was Saints Row. Number nine was WWE 2K22. Mm. Uh, number eight was Dying Light 2. Number seven was Callisto Protocol. Number six mm. was The Quarry. Number five was Sonic Frontiers. Number four was NBA 2K23. Number three was F122. And number two was Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. And number one. Wow, none FIFA of them. Hmm. I really thought Pokemon would have been there. Now we're in an interesting situation here. Because it looks like you both got 20. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't thought of a tie break, so everyone's a winner. Wait. Except Mark. Yes, I am the loser here. There we go. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Sure, well, that's what we're currently playing then. Yep. Yeah, why not? Uh, Matthew, do you want to kick us off? Sure, kick us off. Okay then. Uh, so, not too much for myself um, this time around. Uh, not really, well, I'll not speak of what I've been currently playing over, sort of, I suppose, regularly over, because that's a bit boring. Um, so,. I'll go on to two games uh, that I have done. Uh, one that I've sort of come back to thanks to a certain announcement at Game Awards and then one new one that I bought recently that I think everyone else has already completed to death by now. Um, so the one that I return back to uh, thanks to the announcement of a sequel at the Game Awards was Hades. Ah. So, yeah, I think the... the Literally, the purely just the announcement was like, "Ooh, I think I need to get back into this now before the new one comes out yeah. and see how far I can get." So, I've done quite a few runs now. Uh, I think I've done tall eleven or twelve tall runs. My last one is the one I've actually gone the furthest on out of my playtimes, both on PS5 and Nintendo Switch. I'd finally gone to, I'd finally beaten um, Elysium, the third area. 
um, that's quite a pain once she gets that one, if you have done, which I'm sure both of you have, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Give over. Think I've gone that far. <laughs> hey, you know, we you god mode. Um, you might have done. Don't, don't help me that much. <laughs> so, yeah, much. So, go through Elysium and got to, I think, the thing, the next, essentially, the final area is called Sticks, I believe it is. Those the smallest. Stikes, something, one of those words, and you come across Cerberus, who is, starts essentially blocking your path thanks to um, Hades, because he doesn't want um, Zagreus to get any further. So you have to you have to go in these other little mini dungeons to find something to feed Cerberus, because you don't actually end up finding him. You just you find a way to feed him to get past him. Which is quite quite nice. You don't want to be at the dock. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't want uh, we we don't promote animal cruelty on this. Was well, uh, it podcast. three dogs? <laughs> well, it's three heads, one body, isn't it? So, um, so I found that, gave it to Cerberus. He moved out of the way. Thought I'd think you finished it. You've, you got outside, but that kind of standing in your path as like a final obstacle is Hades himself, and Look. he's. Oh, ball ache to fight against. Um, I think this is like the third time I've fought him throughout my entire playthrough on both consoles. And this is the furthest I've gone. I actually, I actually wheeled him down to like a, a little bit of health, and he like kneels down. I was like, ooh, maybe I've done mm-hmm. it this time. You know, and he starts talking about you know, not not wanting to give Zagreus what he wants and stuff. And I'm like, yes, think I've done it. And then and then Haley stands up and suddenly his health bars back to full and I'm like why, oh, why is there a second phase and they just immediately murdered me I was like because I wasn't ready for it <laughs> so I was there's like, always oh, a second great. phase in there there's always there's always a second and then probably a third yeah so bit bit disappointed but I'll I'll, I'll get out eventually I, I do like I I do really enjoy this game I think gameplay wise it's very addictive it's one of those games where you just kind of I'll, I'll just have one more one. Mm. I'll just have one more and just see how far I can get. And then it's, you know, three in the morning, you've got work, and it's like, <laughs> oh, God, should I have done that? <laughs> um, but I really like how the story kind of opens up kind of gradually, piece by piece, you know, as you go through each run, you start, you know, meeting new Olympic guards, um, all of them are helping you with their boons and stuff, and then you start finding, you know, boons that will help particular weapon sets that you've got or maybe you know you start getting to a point where you unlock duo boons you know two gods boons kind of combined to help you even more and definitely unlocking the death defiance in the mirror of nyx is very helpful having extra lives i've essentially been saving up to try and get all those basically just so i can can keep keep going further than i need to so I think pretty much with every weapon that I've unlocked, I have gone up to at least Elysium, and it was only with the shield I managed to beat it, just by being a bit... I was play, I started playing a little bit more defensively, just like throwing the shield at them and then just running away. Um, just essentially prodding them every so often. <laughs> Trying not to be too um, over-aggressive and getting my ass whooped. Um, but no... Really enjoying it. Um, Going to continue, hopefully, 
again, somewhere to the point where I can actually at least beat Hades the one time. Because the game didn't end. I've heard the game didn't end after that. Like you still got like if you what? want more. Phase yeah, three. if you want to unlock extra, like more endings and stuff, oh, you got to do like multiple <laughs> runs. Oh, so no, no. I beat him. That's it. Game's over. For that's me. it. Game's <laughs> over. <laughs> so yeah, that's Hades. The new game that I've played. Uh, very thankful to Nathan about this one because he saw he saw a deal and yeah, he's always in for a deal. Yeah, there's a deal for this game and a controller for 40 quid. And I said, I'd throw him 20 for the game. And he said yes. So I was very grateful. Uh, been playing Horizon Forbidden West. Finally. Hey. Nice. Finally got around to it. So I did it. About, probably about the same as Horizon Zero Dawn. Gameplay wise, at least. I feel like early on, it's, it's quite similar. Yeah, there's not yeah. too much changes until you obviously start getting to certain points in the story where you unlock um, obviously some of the more important items that really. Yeah. I do love the uh, the early throwaway comment about why you don't have the things you got from the first game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what was it like? Well, I just I just fighting... lost. I got into a fight and went yeah. on the travels and lost them. Yeah, <laughs> just, like just lost them. Yeah, just just lost them. Even though she still got like her bow and stuff. Like yeah, yeah. All right. Games. Yeah. I suppose that's that's one way of explaining it. Um, Could always go down the Metroid route where you just keep on getting, like, knocked out and suddenly (laughs) all your gear's gone. So, so, yeah. Really enjoying it. Like, the game gameplay-wise is is about the same, but, like, I don't think much really needs to be changed. Just a few things tuned and stuff here and there. Story-wise, I, I think I'm, I've, I've gone into the story sooner this time around because I remember with Forbidden West, not Forbidden West, sorry, with Zero Dawn, I got to I got to one point in the story and I don't think it, it, it not really grasped me as of yet. So I like I'd put it away and then I didn't come back until like about a year or two later and I was like I, I need to I need to play this I need to finish yeah. this because I remember enjoying playing it. It was just a story that was a bit. A bit slow to get into, but once it picks up, it's like okay, now, now I can see where this is going. Yeah. Whereas like with this one, I think already like I want to say immediately the story is is like there, but it definitely comes sooner to I think to the point of like I would say, and if no one has played this game, I might spoil it lightly, so I'm warning already. Um, well, I'll try not. I'll, I'll avoid it. I'll avoid it. You meet. You meet a certain group, we'll say, when you're trying to find um, a backup of Gaia. That's kind of how the story essentially starts. You're looking for a backup of Gaia. And the first place you go to where you think you're very certain there is nothing, but then silence comes along and goes, ha-ha, it's over here, actually. Uh, And then pieces it out again, as as he does. Mr. Mr. Lance. I forgot his second name, but, you know. (laughs) So have I. Lance, oh come on! I watched the Resident Evil series he was in. It's probably anyway. I can't remember it. <laughs> yeah, well, it was probably it was the most memorable part of it anyway. So, Still um, don't watch that. no, you don't. Uh, I do for the lols. <laughs> for the lols. So he pieces out. You, you find this this backup of guy and like yes, this this is where we're going. And then you get ambushed by a group. And I want. Say I'll I'll leave it there. I'll not spoil too much. But there's there's a certain aspect of this group that's like, ooh, 
Ooh, this, ooh, this is quite interesting. Hmm, where's this yeah. going? I think that's the bit that interested me as well, because I think maybe like you, when I saw Zero Dawn, I got to Meridian, and then I kind of fell off a bit around that point and decided to do side quests, but um, in Forbidden West, that mm. bit really like captivated me, like, what's happened with this group? How did they get to where they are, and what's yeah. going on with them? And it kind of yeah. pushed me on. Yeah, definitely. I think I think for me, the point that Zero Dawn started suddenly clicking, I think it was before was it before you got to Meridian? There was a the huge um, tower thing you you climb and you start learning about I suppose the the history and the the back low of the world that's been created. In fact, I think that's where I was like, ooh, this is all right, this is clicking now. Mm. Whereas I think here here's the point where I'm like, ooh, this this could be interesting. Like, what implications this group's got um, for the game and what what it means and stuff. So. No, I'm I'm really enjoying my time. I think I'm about maybe, I want to say maybe eight to ten hours. Um, Horizon has become one of those games where I'm, I'm I've been hooked on doing the side missions first before doing any main missions. I'd say I do think the side quests are they are better than the first one. I think they're more involved in this one. Yeah, you you do feel like you you're actually making like some sort of difference in, in yeah. where you've been going because mm. you've got little. I think in this one there's more little settlements. Yes. Where you can sort of yeah. go in, and then you know you've got a couple of quests, and maybe you, know, um, you resolve a conflict, or you know um, some people that you used to know from the first game have like popped up, and they're they're looking for someone that's got missing or something. Um, no, I'm really yeah, I'm really enjoying that one. I do, I do think they've they've really improved in that aspect. The the skill trees were really more involved as well. Um, there's a lot more to the skill tree. Um, I don't think I've used m- many of the new like valors or or even like the new kind of moves that you can learn. I'd, I've really not delved too deep into that. You know, I don't recall actually ever using one of those powers at all at any point. Yeah, I, I remember I, I used one early on, which I think was the stealth one that you can get, where you can. You can essentially go invisible for a set amount of time. So I use mm. that to um, go into this like cultist camp and eliminate the lead, leader immediately, just so I could avoid fighting everyone. Else. Yeah. I was like, I ain't got time for this rubbish. Um, I think I just got where it's saying I got into a battle. It was just like mash, jump. Yeah, roll, it's kind of like hit, roll. And I never thought about shoot know, weak special, point, so. roll more, shoot weak point. Um, yeah, yeah I, I do think they're a little bit more generous on the resources as well i don't know yeah there's definitely a lot more around but i, I do like the underwater aspect to it as well mm. yeah, um it's pretty cool. i do think being underwater is is really is represented quite well in this game and just just the 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 weight and feel like you know when you've got like the waves battling against you and you have to like boost through it that's quite interesting um i'm gonna assume there is at some point i'll get like a what do they call it? Like a, a breathing apparatus? I can neither like, confirm or deny that. I'm going to assume that because <laughs> I feel like I remember that in the trailers. So, <laughs> and there's there's certain um, there's certain aspects uh, in in the lake that you get to quite early on where you can see there's this like beacon signal that's underwater. I tried going through it once. I'm like, I am quickly run out of oxygen. I don't think I could do this just yet. <laughs> so. No, I'm I'm really enjoying my time. Um, I did my first cauldron as well, which I thought was actually a little bit more challenging than I remember because um, 
So this one, it was, uh, I think it was the rhinopus, rhinoceros version. I, I don't know what they're called. I've yeah. already forgotten. Um, and initially, I thought I was just fighting one, and I thought I was difficult enough. And the second one came along, and I was like, what the F are you doing here? <laughs> I don't need this stress. Bad enough I'm trying to fight one of you, and I'm running out of health way too quickly on this. Um, didn't die, though. Managed, managed to not die when I did my... my uh, fight against them so no enjoy my time um i think when i next go on i think i'm gonna start focusing a little bit more on the main story a little bit try and progress that a little bit more because I'm, I'm too i'm too much into my mind of i want to do every little side thing first before i do any, anything major wise and then i'll get stuck and i'm like i want to upgrade everything but i can't find these damn rabbits I need the hides to upgrade this pouch and i can't find them yeah. until sometime later on i imagine the game so I've got to start advancing it before, before we're getting frustrated. But no, I've uh, I'm enjoying my time and uh, hopefully to play more soon. So, Nathan, what have you been playing? Yeah, so at the back end of the last pod, I've started playing God of War Ragnarok because oh, uh, yeah. Mark had waxed lyrical about it and I decided to buy it. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually ended up completing it in the last week, so done the the main stuff on there um honestly absolutely fantastic experience it's such a roller coaster i don't want to get into any spoilers or anything but just everything about it was great that the combat was fantastic just ripping the arms off of as guardians is yeah yeah amazing loved it chef's kiss (laughs) yeah ripping them limb from limb harsh but satisfying yeah yeah that's it yeah, it did. It, it don't, got the don't blood pumping. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, all the characters were absolutely fantastic. Um, mm. For for me, my favourite character was probably, well, apart from um, Atreus and Kratos, probably Odin, because I just loved how he manipulated people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <Cautious. laughs> Because it kind of make you feel like it was okay, but he'd give like backhanded compliments sometimes and kind of make, make sure that you were steered in the direction he wanted you to go. And he was a bit of a trickster. So, I, yeah, I did I did enjoy him. And all the voice actors and everything was ab- were absolutely superb. Mm. And you did get to, you got to visit all the realms in this one as well. So not just a few of them like we got to visit and we've actually got to go back to some realms that we went to but it wasn't like the same going through the same levels you got because of the way Fimble winter set in and things change it was like going somewhere new because it affected different realms in different ways mm, yeah um, but yeah it was fantastic even even the side quests and everything you it, they got to a point near the beginning of the game you can turn left if you want to do the main stuff or you can turn right to do side quests and like right let's go and do some side quests get some loot Oh, that's one thing as well. Just loot oh, everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love smashing into them chests and and finding ways to get to them as well because that was that was great. But honestly, I don't want to say too much more on it. It was absolutely amazing. I I teared up at least five times while I was playing it. But yeah, wow. Real men cry. Yep. So. Indeed. Um, but yeah, honestly, it's it it's everything that 2018 was and so much more in what it and what it gives. And mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, if you've got a PS5 or a PS4, 100% you've got to get it. 
you've got to buy it, you've got to play it. Um, I think all in it took me about 24 hours to complete, and that's including doing a few side missions here and there. And um, I actually, I even managed to kill one Berserker, even though it took me a revive to do. did one. Yeah, you managed it. You managed yeah. it. Yeah. But now post-game, I can... First of many. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But now I'm post game. I can I can go around, revisit the realms, do some side missions, hopefully beat the berserkers and um, and get all my armor leveled up. That was actually that was one thing as well. It um, I found there was a lot more choice in terms of like leveling up your weapons and and your armor yeah. that you could get in this one. Yeah. Um, so that was good. So you could really make Kratos and Atreus and some other characters um, your own a bit more. What I liked is the fact, you know, the uh, the enchantment things. Yeah. I like how that was just a lot more simpler in this one. It was just mm. right. You've got a thing where you can have up to 10, just choose your enchantments. It's not like, oh, you can fit three on your top. You can fit three on your trousers. Yeah. You one on your hat or whatever it was. I can't remember. You had silly things like that. In the Fritz us walking around with fedora. It. it just got very complicated. <laughs> That's just like, just pick Ted. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, actually, apart from um, Odin and um, Kratos and um, Atreus, Mimir, absolutely on hey. point. The, the 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 severed head, <laughs> the Scottish <laughs> severed head. <laughs> Always oh, good I, for a laugh. That's absolutely hilarious. I just love listening to his stories as well, because they're what? they're quite heartfelt. Yeah, why well, like he's just the back and forth between him and Kratos now. Yeah, he's so good. Don't want to say anything because I want everyone to experience it, but. They feel like more like a bit more like bros in this one. Yeah, that's it. And there was, there's there's one point that I caught, and uh, Kratos even said it back to um, Mimir, called him brother, which were nice. Yeah. Because yeah. Kratos is not really a sentimental guy, mm. but it's nice when he does show that more sensitive side. Yeah. But, yeah. Again, absolutely wonderful. But after I finished that game, I needed a, to find a game to relax me because. It all was, the emotions. Oh, well, that's it. Just all the emotions. The roller coaster it took you on. I needed something to relax and play. Now, I bought this game a few weeks ago, and I thought it's probably the perfect one for me to sit down because it's a bit of a change of pace, a bit different. So I played a game called Lake. And oh, ah, that's the one I was. I've been interested in. That's yeah. that's the post woman. Yeah, that's that's it. So um, it's a game that's set in 1986. And uh, you play as an IT professional named Meredith Weiss. And um, she goes back to her hometown in Providence Oaks um, to basically take over doing the postal ramp for her dad while her dad's gone on holiday to Florida with her mum. So your job, you take over the postal, like, worker thing. Uh, well, you Postal duties. <laughs> you take over the postal duties, yeah. You're covering for all the strikes recently. That's sweet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Uh, so you, at the start, you have a bit of a tutorial and they show you how to deliver letters and then how to deliver parcels because they fill your fan up with parcels and you've got to select the right parcel for the address that you're at. And there's a map that you can open as well. One thing that is nice is that with the game, you get a map as well. So I oh, find myself like map. reading the physical map, yeah, to see where I am. Um, so oh, early on, like I, I like proper bought into the experience and I'm like, right, charting where I need to go. I mean, the, the map's not massive. It's it's there's a lake in the middle as per the name and then there's a, a few towns and like outskirts areas that go off that you have to drive around in your van to these places but um beyond delivering the letters you get to know about these people and their lives 
So, for example, um, there's this cat lady that you meet and you can interact with them. So it's a bit uh, it's got RPG elements. So you can choose how you speak to people and how you reply. And I found myself um, on my first week of the job babysitting cats on a Wednesday for my evening. So, As you do. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just a bit about the other things you can do. You can actually start flirting with people and you can choose to fall in love if you want. I'd say love, like how much love can you have in two weeks? But anyway, I, <laughs> what I did, I, I was spinning plates. So I had a couple of people on go. Gosh, so, yep. Um, so I had a lady and a man. Um, so I was helping this uh, lady with a video rental shop and um, she, she had this initiative that said, right, if um, if I give you this these portable video like tape things that you basically it was a briefcase with a video player in and okay. basically you could pick a video to give to people like Jaws or Karate Kid or something depending on their personality you think if you think they'd like it or not and basically it was an initiative to try and save the video shop because it was going downhill even in 1986 okay. um so along with doing my um normal rounds I was delivering these tape boxes to people as well um for my friend and I got a phone call from a supervisor about not using company um assets to do external things so I got a bit in trouble but I did lie to I lied to my supervisor and I got out of it so it's fine but but there's there was also <laughs> there was also another one where um another postal worker your kind of the person that that trained you up essentially they're doing something dodgy in terms of like betting and mm. um, delivering unmarked letters for like bet betting mm. tips and stuff. So you get sat down in an interrogation room and I sung like a canary. I dobbed him in and he got suspended. <laughs> no honour. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's tons of stuff like that. It takes you over a two week period. So um, you do six days a week and you get your Sundays off, which is nice. And in the evening, if you've like spoken to somebody in the day and they've said, oh, come round for tea or something, you'll go round to the house and have conversations. Or um, if your boss rings you up from the work that you're on holiday from, you can choose whether to do the work or not. Um, so there's kind of a load of different people you can interact with what, as you do your day to day. But it was just it was just nice, like driving around, delivering post. And um, eventually it, it does get a little bit samey. And on that, there is a couple of things you can do. So there are fast travel points you can go to, so you don't have to drive all the way to a place if it's at the other side of the map. And you can also plot a course and set it to auto drive. So if you don't really fancy driving, you can just set it to auto drive. But oh. the auto drive is hilarious because it just bangs into things. It's even a worse driver than I am. So, but um, but yeah, play, played that. Um, I actually platinumed it as well. I had such Ooh. a... Wonderful time wow. at Providence Oaks. I platinumed it. It's not a difficult platinum. Uh, one thing I will say is the before you get the platinum, there's 11 other um, trophies you can get, and they're all hidden. So I try my best to kind of go to the extent of talking to everybody and doing everything I could for him to try and get all the trophies. Um, so that's one thing I will say is that if, if something's leading you in a direction, try and go down that path, and then it'll give you the best chance of getting all the trophies. Um, mm. There are multiple different endings depending on what you decide to do. So there is good in that way as well. But 
so you can do all the different endings before the final act it will reset you there if you go back into the game after finishing so you don't have to go through the game all over again to do all the different endings so but uh, but no I, I really enjoyed it, and it it was great i think i paid out a tenner for it as well at ps5 so really happy with it yeah mm. and then after that i end up playing a bit of pokemon scarlet so uh, Lisa ended up getting me a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for Christmas. So it's so that she could play one and I could play the other. So we sat with each other and, and played a bit. I've not got too far into it yet. Mm. So I've chosen my starter. I'll go with Quaxley. Seems to be the star that nobody likes, but I don't really care. And um, I've caught every Pokemon that I can. So I've gone through like the battle tutorial. Yeah. I've gone, I've started to go towards this uh, lighthouse. I've caught a few Pokemon. Um, I managed to help this legendary by, it was basically washed up on a beach and I gave it a sandwich to get it back to health like you do. Yep. And um, and then it goes into a cave and then you follow it through the cave and then you get um, ambushed by a houndoom. And yeah. it's, it's level 40, but your Pokemon are like level six or seven. So it absolutely kicks the crap out of you. So the legendary steps in and helps you. And then eventually you get out of the cave with its help and the legendary, the legendary gets tired because the sandwich cannot sustain it. And um, you make your way to this lighthouse, speak to this guy, which I think is maybe a bit of an antagonist. And for some reason, he just gives you the legendary. Like, yep, thanks for that, mate. And at that point, I save the game and I've come off it. I've not gone back to it since. Because at that stage, I decided to start playing Lake. So, and then that's what I've been doing. But um, I've started playing one more game called The Quarry, which is pretty scary. And I played about half an hour of it, got scared, came off. <laughs> and I'm going to wait until <laughs> me and Lisa can co-op it so that she can protect me. So, but, uh, but yes, that's what I've been playing. An amazing game, a platinum and some Pokemon. So I think it's been a pretty good two weeks. And a scary game. And a scary game. But yeah, we'll get more into that next time. Anyway, what have you been playing, Mark? Well, because it's just been Christmas, of course. We have the Christmas tradition that is, of course, snow in GTA Online. Nice. Nice. So, of course, I had to go on that and prat about throwing snowballs at my brother, as is tradition. I, I, I realised this when I won it. Is that this is the this was the tenth Christmas in GTA Online. Wow. Yeah, yeah you're right. A decade. Ten years of GTA Online. Yeah. Quite insane. But um, but uh, I stumbled across uh, a new collectible that was part of this update, and uh, mm-hmm. it's where you uh, you knock over snowmen. There's oh. Twen- oh. There was twenty five snowmen around the map, and I, I just randomly came across one of them. And it was that doing like jingle bells and all that. So I just threw us through. Oh, just give a thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> threw uh, three snowballs at his head, destroyed it, and then I just found a map for all the rest of them. And then uh, when you do all them, you just earn some weird snowman outfit that looks like something a predator would wear. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Um, you get chased by a thing called the Gooch. That sounds terrifying. Yep. But uh, it's actually it's GTA Online's version of the Grinch. Oh. So there's a thing that chases you and then steals your money and then you have to go and chase it. 
Oh, so is back. it like um, when you call like a mugger? On yeah, okay. sort of like that. So well, I think one came after my brother and he managed to shoot it. Just before. I didn't even see it, but he took him out <laughs> anyway. Um, but uh, I went into ammunition and there was two like new right new guns that I'd never come across before. I thought like all the guns had been released. Like I didn't think there was anything new still left to get in that game. Oh. It has a, it has a weaponry. So they had a precision rifle, which is under the sniper rifle category. And basically, it's just like a one-shot thing, but it's not got a scope on it. I quite like it. Oh, right. Yeah. And then you've got the service car, the service carbine, which is just like a carbine rifle kind of thing. Okay. But it's pretty good. But yeah, that's all I've really done in GTA Online. It's just just tradition to go mess around in the snow and look at the pretty lights on the trees. Uh, now, I bought a present for my brother as well, and I bought this for myself as well. And uh, that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga collection. Oh, nice. Ooh, I've been so, looking at that recently. Mm, so, a bit of old school. Um, so, we went to the um, National Video Game Museum, didn't we? And we played the arcade game there, mm-hmm. and we completed it. Uh, yep. A lifelong ambition for me personally, and maybe for you, I don't know. But um, it's something my brother's never been able to do yet, because he's, he's not had that opportunity. So, but that game is on the Cowboy Collection. So we went through that, completed it, and he achieved his lifelong ambition of completing that particular game. Hall nice. of Fame game, of course. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, top-notch. Um, it just brings back good memories, the, the, that game. Mm-hmm. Just remembers all the happy times when we were younger. Uh, but I only played one of the games. I think there's like is it 13 games on it or something. I can't quite remember. Something like that. It's a, it's a great yeah. collection. Yeah. But I played another one, which is just called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I think it was NES. The NES game. Oh, yeah. So this was a bit... I don't know. I've never played this before. But it's like a top... You start off with like a top-down bit. Mm. And there's a series of manholes. And then if you try and run around, you get run over by some... Tractors is the only way I can describe it. <laughs> I don't know what they are because pixels. So basically you have to go through the sewers and avoid those things instead. And then when you go into the sewers, it becomes like a side-scrolling thing. So you have these weird creatures attacking you. And then that's about it, really. And then you pop up out a manhole, avoid a few more tractors, and then down some other manholes. I'm not very good at it. I was garbage at it. I got through like four manholes and then I just died. In fact, on my very first go, I was adamant, because I think the idea is that you're supposed to go down a manhole, go through that level, and then pop out another manhole, which is past the tractor. Mm. But on my first game, I was like, I'm going to get around this tractor. I'm not going to go down the manhole, I'm just going to go run around the tractor. And then all four turtles just got run over by it. Because <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you die, well, well, it says you get caught. You don't die as a turtle. You get caught. You get to play as another one. And I just went, oh, right. dosh, court, dosh, court, dosh, court, dosh, court. No, that was that. That was my time with the Cowabunga collection. I'm going to play a few of the other games. They look quite interesting. I never really played any of the Turtles in Time. I know it's very oh, yeah. popular, but I never really, I don't, I don't remember playing that much, that, that much. But there is one good thing on There's some really nice thing on it. And, um, there's a thing called the Turtles Lair on it. And basically, it's like a behind-the-scenes thing about all the games. So you can, it's got like a, all the box art scanned and all the manuals and uh, cheat sheets and 
yeah, advertisements and things oh, like that. Yeah. You can you can listen to the music from each of the games as well, mm. and like posters and things like that. And it's just like a collection of behind the scenes stuff. That's that's a really cool thing that they've added there. So that's if you just want nice. to know yeah. just want to know more about the making of them or anything like that, mm-hmm. or you just like the stuff, just go look at them. It's really cool. That's- what um, platform did you get it on, Mark? Uh, I got it on PS5. PS5, okay. Mm. I'm just looking at it now because I think it'd be good for us to play, maybe. Yeah. £20.99 on Amazon. Might get it. No, it's not expensive at all. It's just a nice hit of nostalgia. Mm. Okay, so, with it being just as Christmas, the time for giving, so I've given myself present oh so i've decided to buy myself a nintendo <gasps> switch no oh my goodness no <laughs> yes it's already completed pokemon scarlet i've not nicked it it is mine <laughs> I'm not, I'm i have stolen it. it from a child i can i can't believe it yes shot. i thought yes yes i don't know i don't i don't know it just something just came over me i just went let's get one it's Christmas. Hey. <laughs> okay. Nice. Yeah. It's, arrived on, it's arrived Wait, on Christmas Eve. Uh, it's the OLED. I just thought, if I'm going to get one, I might as well just get the OLED. Fair enough. There's no point being half-arsed about it. Is a Go all in. Why not? But I, I bought a uh, bought two games with it. It arrived on Christmas Eve, so that was very good. Uh, first game I bought and I played is... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh, wonderful. Now, I've never really played many kart racing games, to be honest. Mm. I've played, you know, dabbled every now and again, but I've never really got into one. So I've started with the easy difficulty, which is the 50cc. Yes. So I jumped into the 50ccs, and I participated in the first four Grand Prix in that. So we had the Mushroom Cup, the Flower Cup, the Star Cup, and the Special Cup. Ooh. I don't know what's so special about the Special Cup. Phil? <laughs> just You're there, that. Mark. That's what's so special about yes. it. Yes. There we go. But I did notice that the Star Cup had a uh, racetrack called the Dolphin Shoals. So we're rocking the brand there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I've won every race. Ooh. And that makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> and I like it when games make me feel good about myself. So... I don't know, this seems like a lot of Grand Prix in this game. I think there's, what, so there's like, is it like 20 per CC difficulty? Something like that? And there's four races per uh, Grand Prix in there. Yeah, so the, so... Well, it's the each, same levels, isn't it, of each one, but it's just difficulty. Yeah, so, yeah, so 50 is like the easiest one. Then you yes. get 100, 150, then I think 200. If yeah, I have that maybe, right. perhaps. Maybe. I've not got anywhere near that yet. No. But uh, I've not done any other stuff. That's all. I've only all, all I've done so far is play on the um, the Grand Prix bit because there's oh. is there is there battle? I don't know what battle is. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think there's a battle one. So that's uh, there's there's different modes to that, but it's essentially using the um, the block items to essentially knock points off each other and stuff. I'd say some of the uh, the power ups really annoying. Yeah. When, when I'm leading the race 
and then Getting like shelled. The last, you, you, you'll the find last when lap you're is just like pew 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 pew. When you, when you find when you're leading the race, you only get three items. You've got a coin, a banana, or the um, shell. I just come across the shell thing. The oh, what is it? The like the boom thing. Is it a clock? It like it gives you like oh. an area of effects. Oh yeah, I very rarely came across that one. Oh. The coins. I had, to, I had to read up what the coins meant. I didn't know what they meant. To yeah, because they speed you up. Yeah, the more coins, the yeah. quicker you go. Yeah. But you can only achieve That's... up to ten, can't you? Yes, ten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing that I don't really like about Mario Kart, the rubber banded it does. Like, you're in front, but you've got less chance of getting something good, more chance of someone second or third getting something good to get ahead of you. So. Yeah. It's like I was always leading the race, and then suddenly I just get exploded. Coins go flying everywhere. And then I get that that squid ink thing that splashes oh, yeah. on your screen and all that, just to be annoying, and then bloody Yoshi speeds his way faster, whatever. What's Yoshi? <laughs> I don't know, it might be. I what character do you race as? I play as my own me, me, oh, okay. me, me. Plays me. No. Yeah, I play as me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just play a bit more of that, so we'll see how that goes. Have you found yourself playing it docked or undocked most? Uh, about fifty-fifty actually. Mm. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think well, I think I might play slightly more docked, more TV, but I did quite like playing it. Handheld, it was pretty good. Mm. But yeah, but I like it how it's it's pretty smooth, on in either way. So I was a bit worried it might be a bit leggy, but no, good. Yeah, the, well, definitely like the first party Nintendo stuff. You're gonna get sixty FPS. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, yeah. look good yeah. and run well. So. Yeah, it looks better than I was expecting, to be honest. I do, I do like looking at oh, that. Okay, but I'm going to get one other game. And that was, of course, Nintendo Switch Sports. Nice. Oh, yes. A classic, because I had Wii Sports, as I'm sure we all did. And I loved Wii Sports. I thought it was great. Um, Really a big fan of this. Gets me a bit active. I tried every single game on it. Some I'm better at than others. <laughs> I have to say, I did quite like the football more than I thought. Mm. I thought, I thought it, it's a little addictive once you get to it. I thought, well, like, football, and you're going to be having these handheld things. How's this going to work? But no, I actually quite liked it. It does feel like a bit a sort of half-baked Rocket League. Kind <laughs> yeah. of. But it's fun nonetheless. It's just the players run very slowly. I know there's a boost. The, yeah, it's, not, it's, a, it's yeah. not a great boost. And your player does get knackered out quite easily. But I was intrigued by the fact that it comes with a strap thing. Now, yes, I've not, yeah. I've not tried that. Leg, yeah, I've not actually, yeah. yeah, I've not actually tried that. Because I, I would just play through all the games. I couldn't be bothered to do that at that point. But I think you can only do a penalty shoot that. Well, actually, no, sorry. You can use that in any game mode, but in the penalty shootout, you can only use the leg thing, can't you? I think. I think that's the way Probably, it works. Yeah. Volleyball... I just thought it was a bit easy. I, d- I didn't think there was any challenge to that. Mm. Just like, throw it up, throw it down. Oh, and in the tennis, I couldn't work out how to control the front person. You control them both at the same time. Oh, it didn't seem like that when they were doing it. <laughs> unless, I was just, unless I was just focusing on the back person. Maybe, maybe, I'll maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like, um, if that's the case, just like Wii know. Sports, where if you flick one, it just... It just both does the same thing, so. I didn't really notice then. I was just too busy just staring at the back person. 
Um, badminton, quite liked. Don't see that's one of your favourites, isn't it, Matt? Badminton. I love badminton. Yeah. Don't see badminton in games very much. Yeah. I think they've done this quite well, actually. Hmm. they've implemented it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I don't think that was very difficult either, though. Although, I guess you've got to time it right, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of time in it. It's, it's, strangely, it is, it is quite deep in sort of um, your shot selections. Do you, you know, hit, do, you, do you hit to the back court? When do you smash it? When do you drop shot it? Yeah. It's, um, especially, well, it's the one that I've played the most. And, like, as I've kind of gone up the ranks, I've started to figure out there's, there's people that, Know what they're doing, should we say? <laughs> in terms of when's when's the show and how stuff. So, no, I've, I've had loads of fun with Batman. And then Chambala, of course. Stabby, stabby, stabby. I like, probably I like one, that. It's one. probably the one that I've played the least. It's good fun. It's just gladiators. I just like it. Yeah, I just love. I just love dominating the person, smacking them into pull. Yeah, just like strike down on the red. Yeah. But I like that. I like the. Um, you know, the whole parrying and... Oh, the blocking and stuff. Yeah, make sure you're blocking and things like that. It just makes you think, if they ported Ghost of Tsushima onto the Switch, that could work quite well. Ooh, that's an idea. On about 10 frames, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Bowling confused me. Right? Oh, the Battle gonna... Royale bowling. Now, we've all been bowling. When you throw the ball, you release the ball. In this... Press R, is it RZ? Is that the control? Is that yeah, the like the RZ. Yes. I think you hold that. The right trigger. Yes. Then... yes, you hold that, and then you throw it forward, and naturally, if you're bowling, you, you would let go. Yeah. But no, if you do that, it just goes <laughs> by your feet. It's like, you must be doing it wrong, no. Mark. <laughs> no. I can't, I can't you, remember, actually. No, no, you have to throw it forward, and you just need to keep holding it. That's it. Okay. Which makes no sense to me. Why would you do that? Why would you hold on to the ball? That's just silly. What? I mean, you, that's why I do in real life, so... Because I remember on Wii Sports you did that. You released it. Yeah. It makes sense. It's natural. I I just thought, actually, I think they do it so that you don't accidentally... You know, if you release, you, you might feel the need to let release go the controller. of the controller as well. <laughs> That's probably, where, that's probably where all the all the uh, accidents came with the Wii originally. You let go. Well, I just say. Well, I just smashed my girlfriend's fireplace. Oh, yeah, you, you, you don't have to worry. Oh god. Oh yeah. Okay. That story. <laughs> you do you wear the strap, yeah. <laughs> I'd say um, those strap things are really cool. I do like them. I, I have to say, as a concept of just thinking about the console itself. I mean, I know, I know this is old news to everyone else and to you and to. Everyone else on the yeah, planet who's on the who's on the switch for like, yeah, five years or whatever it is. It's quite something quite satisfying about that click, about everything fitting yeah, into place. Yeah, it good when they oh, when they yeah. click in. Yeah, <laughs> like you put the Joy-Con there and you get that little pad thing that you slot them in. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool as well. Yeah, enjoy my time with it. Oh, and they've also got um, golf on it as well now, haven't they? Yeah, they oh, haven't well, tried golf. Mm. It's been a while since I've been on it. Pretty good, but. It's, when it comes to like golf games, you know, like physical golf games. It's like I had one of the like PGA or something on Wii as well. Mm. It's just like you get after after like three holes, it's just like oh, I'm too knackered to carry on now. <laughs> so I have to I have to just keep, I have to just keep it like. That, that, three that's holes. why I'm like on on the badminton because I get way too into it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I think it's it's I think it's a lot more. It does feel better to use, a lot more responsive than the Wii was. I do really like the Joy Cons. I think they're pretty cool things. And uh, yeah, it's converted. Well, <laughs> first party games. I'm not. We'll see about that. But I think it might be a good device for like the indie things. Which I'm looking forward to playing. Yeah, on. definitely. Is, you can play them on Go, can't you? So. Because then you don't have to rely on graphical power. That kind one, of one you might like. Uh, there's one called is it, uh, Golf Story. Golf. Oh story. yeah. Yeah, you might like that. It's like a little indie game. It's almost like they put like a story, like a proper like serious story mode into a golf game. <laughs> serious story mode. Mm, I've, okay. had, I've had good intriguing. But yeah, I weren't very good at, good at the golf, though, to be honest. Right. You, you have to be careful about slicing it, don't you? And then it makes that wah wah noise. You get it completely wrong. So you have to keep it steady. And all that. It just it just hurts when you do it too many <laughs> times. I think maybe it's just me getting old, but I don't know. You just start start aching. It's just like I just need to sit down. <laughs> have you think, have you tried? Um... I think it hurts my neck actually because I'm, you're standing yeah. sideways to the TV. I need to look to see where you're going. You're doing that maybe, all the time. Yeah, so you're like that. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe I should just look forward. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it works. But no. Good fun. I'm hoping they're going to release some more sports on it. I'd like to see a baseball on it. I'd like to see a batting thing. Ooh, baseball mm. could be interesting. With it being Japanese, I'm surprised it's not already on there. I'm surprised they've not done stuff like table tennis. Or table tennis. Mm, table tennis is good. Good. I like... I do like table tennis. I had a, I had a game for, was it three? No, it was on PS3, using Move Controller. I had a table tennis game on that. I can't remember the name of it, but I loved playing that. So getting that on this would be ace. I really like, I really like table tennis. But that is knackering as well. Well, you know, if you've ever done badminton like me, then you'll know. But no, so far, I'm enjoying, I mean, the games I've played. Been good. And as a console, Pretty nifty so far. Oh, I'm glad you're liking it. I did a, a look and look at all the deals in the store. Yeah. To see what might be available. Try to refrain. N- Nintendo's from the... <laughs> pretty bad when it comes to deals. That that is one thing that I think lets them down. Well, definitely first party, I'd say. But in terms of yeah. like general deals, they can they are a lot better. I think than Xbox and PlayStation in terms of the discount that you get for the digital stuff anyway. Yeah, the, the, some of the. Ooh, I don't know. I think PlayStation do pretty well for discounts on digital. There's still some decent deals on the indie games I found, but yeah, indie first, stuff, yeah. First person, first person, first party <laughs> was like no deal. You are gonna pay full whack. Yeah, yeah. And you you, you, you will it. struggle to find Breath of the Wild any less than it's like it's like forty five. <laughs> I think it was sixty. Like it's really it's not come down at all. Nintendo are pretty bad with first person. Yeah, I think when it comes first to first party, I even have said it. God, I was about to say again as well. First party, I think they're the ones that I definitely have probably have to get physical. Yeah, get the, yeah, and they retain the value, so you can sell them on if you want to. Yeah, yeah. Fun little cartridges as well. Have you looked upon? Have you oh, looked one yet? I was about to say, do not look. They say they all taste like grape. They grape. do not taste like grape. <laughs> he's lying his balls off. No, I haven't tasted one. I don't want to taste one. Why would I want to? Why would I want to lick one of my own games? I want it to work. I want to damage you want, it. You want it inside of you. Still, <laughs> okay. 
And on that bombshell. But, but it does feel a bit weird when you've got like a case like that size, and then you've got the tiniest little thing. Yeah. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah. No manual or anything. Just just this tiny little card. But yeah. Modern gaming. Well, at least it's not digital, I guess. At least you get something. But no, there's my endeavours so far with the Nintendo Switch. OLED edition. Oh, but I was looking for more Joy-Cons. I was re- I was really wanting a pair of orange and purple ones, that's all. But everywhere, oh, yeah. but everywhere I've looked, it's just it's sold out. I'm just like, mm-hmm. give me I the... do have... Mine is purple Ooh. and yellow. Ooh, that's pretty cool. So... But purple and orange, they're the ones I really want. I'm going to presume you can pair more than one pair of Joy-Cons to the thing. Yes. Yes. So technically, could I have, could I keep, say, these two on this, and then put two separate ones in the controller thingy? Yeah. Yeah. And they'd both work. Yeah. 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 So that's, that was my plan. You, really. you can have up to four players on a Switch. Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever get around to playing with a one tidy one. I don't know if that's my. I don't yes. have that many friends anyway. So. Find any deals? You can get obviously like the Pro controllers. Is that official? Is that official? Yeah, this is yeah. this is official. This is the original Pro Controller. They've got like different design stuff now, but they're essentially like the layout is of quite similar to an Xbox layout. So I, I do quite like actually using that with, with the Joy-Cons in it. I just think it feels quite nice. But ah, one thing I am going to say is terrible about it: having the the uh, A button as confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it, that did that put me about. Takes it's on the right hand side, isn't it? Yeah. So, I mean, I know back in the day of the original PlayStation, that was circles confirm and all and that. And I, I know back in the day, solid. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Don't you worry. But then it all changed, and we got used to pressing the bottom one as confirmed. But no, 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 we're back to the right. So me switching between my Switch and going back on PlayStation has led to me doing completely wrong things constantly, <laughs> like going back and not confirming and all that. It's just that'll take some getting used to. Would you recommend getting like thumbstick things on top grips? Or do you think it'd be fine as it is? I, I've got some, but it was more to try and combat drift. Right. Yeah, I've, mm. I've never really had them, so I've not. I've not. Really, I don't think I've had a game that I've played extensively to sort of warrant them kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Like. I don't know. I don't know, if you want to be a pro at Splatoon 3, then I suppose... Maybe I do. Maybe I do. Maybe you want to go for it. <laughs> but no, there we go. That is me and the Switch so far. We'll see what the future holds. So, shall we bring back an old favourite? Oh, so what's we, that then? We've not done it in a long time. It's the turn of Top of the Pod. Top of the Pod. Nice jingle there from Nathan. So, of course, we've gone with the best game of 2022 or should we say our favorite game of 2022 yeah. should we go that way yes we, we'll go that way the best. yeah we'll just say it's our the best our, game that we've played this year yes we will stress these are only inclusive games that we have actually played because how do you defend a game that you haven't played <laughs> we wouldn't have anything to say about it sorry um I'm trying to think of a game now <laughs> <laughs> sorry those games <laughs> right okay so we've got eight games that we've chosen and in usual tradition 
they will be randomly selected to compete against each other. A series of quarterfinals, and then it will go to a semi-final, and then of course a final, and then we'll have the de- have the decision to make as to what is our favourite game of last year. So shall we do the spin? Do the spin. Ooh. Okay. The first game is whatever that is. God of War Ragnarok. Strong start. Strong start. And that will be competing against. Oh, Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, oh that's, that's a very hard one. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, I think it's safe to say, I think we all love both of these. I mean, okay, Matt's not played God of War yet. But no. he'll love it. I'm just going to say he'll love it. More than likely. It's very few times that I actually buy AAA games on release. Mm. But the, both of these games are the things that I did. I bought them both on release. and completed <laughs> them pretty much straight after they released in the following weeks. Should we start with Horizon? Because that came out. Yeah, let's start with Horizon. Yeah. Um, now, you've recently played this as well, Matthew. I have, yes. I think where to start with it. Yeah, I mean, let, let's just say visually, it's a stunning game, and it and it continues it fantastically from the original, and it, it builds on that as well. Um, and the the story side of it, uh, for me, I think the story is better than in the first one. I mean, the first one had to lay the bedrock, but this one, just in terms of what you find out and who you meet. And the way that it evolves, for me, I I preferred it to Zero Dawn. Yeah, I like how you you, you do meet more characters, and yeah. the world feels a bit more alive. I think. Mm. And as I mentioned yeah. earlier, that I think the side missions are a lot more interesting than the first game. As we said, it, it makes if you, you feel like you are making more of a change. Aloy seems to have come on leaps and bounds, you know, she's more confident that she's learning more about herself mm. and the world. A variety of, you know, enemies, you know, the whole design of the, I want to say creatures, but they're not creatures, are they? Robots? Machines. Yeah, machines, yeah. That's, the word, that's the word I'm looking for. They're all wonderful, aren't they? They're just, they are beautiful looking things, though, aren't they? The machines in it. So much a shame to kill them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is, yeah. But it is great blowing pieces off them as well. So, so it's quite satisfying to just knock an armor piece off. Mm. Yeah, it's just like when you when you're doing a battle just correctly, and you mm. you get the piece off that you need or things like that. That is satisfying. I think I, another good thing about it is that the the new ways that you can traverse the environment as well, because there's a lot more climbing involved. Obviously, yes. there's the <laughs> the climbing. I think it's a bit better in this one isn't it i think yeah i think it was a bit difficult to see where to climb in the first game because i think this is a bit better because you use the i don't know what the pulse thing was called there's yellow like holds yeah so that would show you that would highlight it a bit more interestingly enough on on that token point actually i thought the first one actually did a better job of signposting what was climbable did you think so? Comparing this one. Yeah. I do think, like, if you didn't use your focus, I feel like, and this is, this is kind of a, 
a trope used in most kind of climbing stuff where it's like they kind of highlight stuff that's climbable and it's like kind of whitish paint. It's like chalk or something. Yeah, Yeah, like a chalk thing. So you're like, oh, yeah, I can climb that. I'll do this and this. But like in this one, in in Forbidden West, there's there's more freedom of of climbing. I feel like there's more climbable areas, but it's it's not as easily signpost it's kind of like unless you use your focus and you start seeing the other x's and the lines and the stuff you don't actually know that that's climbable at all so i feel like it's actually a little bit more difficult to know what can i climb compared to each game but saying that there's 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 a lot more variety in the climbing as well because like now you can like you can climb up you can sort of jump backwards you can jump left right you can you know and yeah. you've got the grapple as well, so that helps if there's a grapple point. You can grapple to that. You can jump off that if you want. And mm. you can use your uh, shield wing as well to um, glide around as well. Yeah, so, that's good fun. Yeah. That's a little traversal. I like the, um, basically how they've changed the tall next to basically each one's a puzzle now. Yeah. I did enjoy that, yeah. I did enjoy it. I did my first one. Um, I It did take some... Sometime to sort of learn. Is this the satellite this one? Yeah, that one was was a little difficult because I didn't realize there was um there was a, a a ledge that you climbed down once you got to the top. That you're like, oh, now you got to climb down and work your way. I just like look around everywhere. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm missing something. What's going on? And I remember they said something about I could climb down there. Should I do that? And then I found that I had to do that. So, but I like it. Yeah, I, I do like that. There's been more involved. This time around, we're going to work out how do you climb up rather than just waiting for it to get to a certain point and then just jump yeah, onto it. Yeah, yeah. Just got a bit tedious in the first one doing that. Mm. Just on the tall next, you won't be surprised about this, but I waited till pretty much post-game where you do get the option to, this is a slight spoiler, but you can fly on a pterosaur. And I found myself flying above the tall necks and just drifting down. <laughs> this guy. I call that cheating. <laughs> this guy easy lazy it's like all these loving you know puzzles they've made <laughs> and you're just we've, going we've put we've crafted that. this like intricate yeah. puzzle all that screw it on fly yeah <laughs> only Nathan could possibly do that hey but that's good though freedom of choice you know post game exactly yeah don't encourage him Matthew <laughs> Yeah. I was one trying to give that, a win to the, the developers. Yeah. One, one thing that was nice, and will move us probably onto God of War, is um, the little um, statues you can find. The oh, yes. Breaks. Yes, they're quite nice. Yeah. Don't think I've found those. It's quite late on, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, they're, will, they're cool little things. I will also give, give credit to this game. I do think it is, it's got a good use of the... Um, dual sense controller mm. do you know how like if you need to pry something open and you like you hold it oh, yes. you can feel the like mm. the resistance on it i was like oh that that feels quite nice yeah, actually they use the bow and all that yeah, yeah. does feel good they are pretty good with that stuff um so good good for grow mm. okay so we move on to go to wall then yeah go to wall ragnarok oh blimey it's just I loved every second of it. It's just, it's it's one of those games where just everything comes together. It's like you've got amazing characters, you've got a fantastic story, 
You've got great music, you've got great graphics, just a wonderful world, good design. It's just got everything. It's got an emotional heartbeat to it, which mm. I think a lot of games seem to fail in getting. It's like when when God of War 2018 came along, I think it just blew everyone away because nobody was expecting it. Well, that's it. Like before that, God God of War was pretty much just Kratos killing things. There was not much emotion to it. Yeah, it was a one-dimensional and, character, wasn't it? Yeah, and I, I w- actually watched something recently, and it was basically about us growing up with Kratos, because when we first played God of War when we were young, we were like children, but now we've grown up, and like we, we're not dads, obviously, but people around our age have become dads, and they've kind of grown along with Kratos, yeah. and maybe him and Atreus' uh, relationships mirrored that in a way, with the way that it evolved from 2018 to... Ragnarok, where they're compromising a lot more, and Kratos is learning to trust Atreus. So I think it's nice. But yeah, absolutely astounding game. I mean, for me, once I've played it, it would be would have been my game at year. It 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 takes a Herculean effort to try and top 2018. They just managed to do it somehow. It it is it is better than 2018. I just love the whole design of it. The world, I just think, is incredible. I just think it's yeah. a beautiful-looking game. And to make all the nine realms look distinct to each is, I think, is an astonishing feat. And I love the... Well, I won't go into it for spoiler reasons, but there's a, a certain mechanism in one of the uh, realms that you use to change it up a bit. I'm sure you'll know what I'm talking about, Nath. Mm. Um, and that's just... That's, that, that design that does that, I just think it's really intuitive. Yeah. Uh, also, um, this is quite slight, but it, just in terms of the, the boss battles as well, because it's not all samey like it was in 2018, where you've got like six trolls that you need to be. Yeah, the there's, a bit, there's a lot more yeah. variety, yeah, uh, w- whether that be gods or creatures that come out to try and stop you from doing certain things. It's, and they've all got their own. You've got you've got to actually think about how you beat these creatures as well. It's not just you can't just hit them with the axe or with the Blades of Chaos or anything else, you've got to think about different stages and the way that you interact with the bosses as well. So, yeah. I like those sort of like mini bosses you came across as well, just like those mm. random ones. So they, they had like boss health bars. Yeah, you know, like just, you a just couple of grunts and then the boss would just jump in and then yeah. you'd be like, okay, we're having a boss fight. Let's be having you. Like this is kind of, I think at one point you stumble across Odin's general or something, and it's just random because you're walking yeah. along, and then he's just there in this like pit thing that you walk into. And you're like, okay, this is happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely amazing game. Yeah. Should we make a decision then? I mean, for me, it's got to War Ragnarok every day of the week. Sorry, Eli, but I think it's it's a tough one opener. That's the thing, isn't it? It's yeah. just like. If Horizon had been against anyone else, I may well have gone for Horizon. But when you've got these two together, I've got... I mean, I plotted them to go to war. So that says it. <laughs> says my choice. I've got to go with it. Oh, it's okay. So I don't think it matters too much on my choice. I think, I think if I do come around to playing it soon, then I probably would be the same as you guys with picking Ragnarok. But... Well, that's absolutely no slight on Horizon. It's a oh, fantastic no. game. No. Go and play it if you love. It's an incredible it's, game by its own. It's way. wonderful. And that was a fantastic sequel as well. That, you know, 
and it was a hard act to follow the first one and he did very well doing that so shall we move on to quarterfinal number two yeah okay we spin the wheel the wheel of misfortune <laughs> it is Elden Ring Ooh. and that will Got some heavyweights <laughs> yeah that will compete against da, 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 da. oh a Plague Tale Requiem Ooh. now I have to say I've not actually played any of these myself no this is uh, this is going to come to this, this might be Nathan <laughs> competing with himself yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's fine. I'll start with Elden Ring first, because this will be l- a little bit quicker. Because um, I've only played a couple of hours of it. And th- to be honest, the only reason that I bought it is because I was hearing that it was a more accessible um, Souls game than we've had mm. previously. And I think that's the general consensus. Even if you're not really into Soulsborne games, this is a game that you can get and do reasonably well at. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, but, but it still doesn't, Even the count, most uh, it's still not easy. <laughs> rubbish I am at games. Um, but I will say, um, from, from, from the start, you, you pick a character. There's about 10 different options you can pick and they are different levels as well. So if you want to give yourself more of a challenge, you can. Um, and you can pick yourself a, a vagabond. You can give yourself or, more of a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> or, you can pick like somebody starting at I think level ten or twelve, so you've got you can make it easy for yourself. And each class gives you okay. certain advantages. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anybody can level up with it, probably. <laughs> something like that. And then as you get into the game, um, you can read like blood blood stains, and but these blood stains are hints that players have given you, okay. so you can't really trust them. And one of the first hints that I... Yeah, I'm sure there. some of them could. <laughs> and one of the first hints that I came up to, it was this, uh, it was a bridge. And the hint said, jump. Um, with a silhouette of somebody jumping off the bridge. I'm like, okay, I'll trust it. And then I jump off. Um, I go into this pit of this never-ending pit. And then I get the screen come up saying, you died. So, yep, should not have trusted that one. Um, but then yeah, I... Yeah, don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got into the world and you see you saw this tree in like the far background and just the expanse of it because every, everything is just there in front of you to go and explore because up until this game most of the souls games are just linear you'd basically you'd have this difficult thing to try and achieve yeah, and that's, that's all you could do and that kind of thing. yeah, yeah. But with this, you could do whatever you want. You can run past enemies if you want to, to try and to try and get to further bits. But you'll find as you do that, and you start getting to the bosses, like the gatekeepers, to get to progress in the game, that it doesn't really help you because you do eventually need to level up so that you can beat these bosses. Yeah. So running's not going to do it. So you do have to learn the mechanics of the game. Uh, one thing that is good is that it does give you a tutorial section you can go into to, to learn the mechanics if you are new, which which I did. And then you end up beating this mini boss. So you you get a little bit of uh, confidence once you've beaten the mini boss. Like, you know, Imagine I can actually tutorial do it. tutorial and you can't do it. Imagine that. I did die twice with the tutorial. <laughs> but, um, but, but it turns out that this boss that you think you've beaten is actually a normal enemy just with a bigger 
health boss and it looks like you've done well. So, oh, <laughs> so it lulls you into false. And, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, Typical. Yeah. But I mean, for the time I spent with it, I died a lot, but I did enjoy it. Um, it's a gorgeous looking game. It is. It, it does look really absolutely really fantastic. Yeah. Mm. The art style's really contrasting. Like you think it's gonna be like quite dark and stuff, but a lot of screenshots that I've seen, you, you do see some like really different colours that get used. I think a lot more than normal Souls games for sure. And flying horse. Yeah. Yeah. That's, flying that's horse. one thing I like. The the basic, the, just the size of the well, the bosses. Sorry. They're absolutely massive. Mm. And it's just awe-inspiring how big they are that you've got to actually try and kill these things. It is amazing how they managed to design all these things. Mm. It's, it's how to it, make them all unique and how they're all yeah. like, different attack styles and that kind Creatures of thing. Creatures and stuff, yeah. Like, I mean, most most soul games are not played because of a specific enemy type. But then for Elden Ring to almost turn that on its head and have two hands joined together and still move creepily. I'm like, yeah, I still think I won't touch this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's like, I always wanted to try one of the Souls Bowl games. It's just like, where do I start? Which one do I do? Am I going to just rage quit after like the first boss or something? Well, you might do, but it's or before the first boss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about just trying to... Um, Dark Souls remastered. Yeah. Or I think Demon's you can pick that up for about definitely, 20 quid. Yeah, definitely give Demon's Souls a try. I mean, we, we tried that at the cafe, didn't we? So. Yeah, I was going to say, is that, was that Demon's Souls? That was, yeah. I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. I did, yeah. For the time I had with that, I, uh, I enjoyed I it. it was but, right. but I don't think we got to anything really difficult there, did we? No, I, th- I don't think I mean, we well, got to Well, I mean, boss, I fell we? down a hole and died, so, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah, as good yeah. as I was in that game. <laughs> but, uh, well, there we go. So that's how the ring. Do you want to talk about Playteller? Yeah, yeah. So I got I got this game on release. I think, like Mark, I don't really buy many games on release. I'll tend to wait for a bargain, but I couldn't I couldn't wait for, for this game because I, I played a Plague's Tale um, Innocence um, a few years ago and absolutely loved that, and I couldn't wait for the continuation of this story, so I, I had to do it. Um, I'd, it's difficult to talk about without talking about spoilers because... A lot of the hard-hitting stuff comes at the end in what you have to do. But honestly, like, Studio Asobo did an absolutely fantastic job on this game. I mean, it looks absolutely absolutely amazing. And it's it's insane to think that I think there was about only 45 people worked on this. Wow. And, and that was more than worked on A Plague's Tale, in a sense. I think they only... Originally, when they started that game, I think they started out with 16 staff members. Um, they did grow the team eventually to work on it, but yeah, it's just insane what that amount of people managed to do and managed to de- deliver. Yeah. Um, but in terms of this, it's I think it parallels a lot of why I like God of War, to be honest, because it's a story about people and that's the core of it. So for a playstyle, it's a story about a brother and sister and how they traverse this absolutely horrible world that they're in so it's set in 14th century france which is quite an interesting time period during the hundred year war and so you've got people like army people to try and kind of get past and because it's kind of stealth and puzzle based that way and they've also got the millions of rats coming after you as well which is the plague side of it 
but um, but Hugo's got something in him that where he can control the rats, but it's killing him. So do you kind of use Hugo's power to help you get through, but essentially kill him faster? Or do you have to t- kind of say, right, we're going to find a different way to do this? So you've got to think about every single thing you do and how it affects you. And there's also other people that you meet along the way that become friends and they've got their own um, reasons for coming along with you and what they want to do as well. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's, it, it's fantastic. I, I, I enjoyed the bleakness of it so much. Um, Alright. And it was, yeah, it was really upsetting at the end. And then afterwards, there is like a, an end cutscene where it actually, um, it's a cutscene of present day. And that was like, it was really strange because you've been basically playing through the 14th century, but here we are 600 years later and something else is going to happen. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, they're going to have a, make it like a third game of present day. But it turns out there's no plans for a third. So this is where the story ends, which I think they ended it really well in what happened. But it doesn't, I still want more of it. But yeah, I, I do want you guys to play at some point if you if you like the look of it and if you get time to do it, because they're not very long games. I think A Face Tale Innocence is only about eight to 12 hours and then probably this one's a bit longer, maybe 18 to 20. So they're not mega long games, but um, they, are, they, are, they are fantastic games. And there's a reason why it was nominated for Game of the Year, because, yeah, it was just up there. Definitely one of my favourite games I've played last year. Well, it's decision time then, Nathan. Right. And only you can really make that decision, to be quite honest. I mean, to, to be honest, I'd go for a place to tell Requiem. Well, this but... is the thing, isn't it? You'd be going against basically everyone else on the planet, maybe. But, but you know, it's, but it's but it doesn't matter. This is our favourite games. That's all that matters. Yeah, it's got to be a Plague Tale Requiem. I'm sure that Elden Ring's got an absolutely amazing story that I've not managed to even scratch the surface of yet, but I'm not there and I can't talk about that because I've I've not experienced it fully. So, But I have experienced Plague Tale Requiem and it's absolutely fantastic, so I've got to go with that one for me. There we go. The choice has been made. So, Mark, are we going with Elden Ring? <laughs> yeah, completely. Just, <laughs> just one side swiping. You, you can for me. I don't mind. No, no. I, I'll, I I'll let him have it. I'll let him yeah. have it. Not played it. I've not played both. Either, can't. So I can't. Okay, should we move on to the quarterfinal number three? So for the third, we've got Stray, and that will be competing against. Modern Warfare. Pokemon Legends Arceus, however you pronounce it. Arche- I don't yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> I can only speak for one of these games. I can only speak for one of these games. And I can speak for both. Oh. Dear me. So you start with... Uh, do you want to start with Pokemon? Yeah, let's do it. I think, start um, with Pokemon? Yeah. I think for Arceus, one of the main reasons we put it in is because it was such a change from what we're used to with mainline Pokemon games. I think you'll probably agree, Matt. It's just it's changed the formula for Pokemon quite drastically. Because normally yeah. it's, it's pretty copy and paste. You you get your starter Pokemon, you build your team, you've got to get eight gym badges, 
once you've got your badges, you've also got like a enemy team that you need to beat um, mm-hmm. because they're trying to take over the world or what have you. And uh, then you fight the Elite Four and the champion and you become the champion of the region. Maybe there's some like after um, post-game. post-game stuff, like maybe the Battle Frontier, like we saw in Pokemon Emerald, um, or some other stuff to do. Um, but that's pretty much it. This one became more about surveying Pokemon and catching Pokemon and learning more about the way that they interact with the world, which yeah. I think was very different from what we're used to. Hmm. I, I think know. it was very, it was very um, experimental for um, Game Freak to kind of go down this route, and it's essentially like a, a, a mashup of sort of like a like a Monster Hunter and and well Pokemon in effect. You know, you've mm-hmm. got um, open zone areas that you go around, you. Sneak around catching the Pokemon. You don't have to battle. You don't necessarily have to battle unless you come across sort of like a, I suppose like a story mission that you have to do it. But it was, I think it was the first time we kind of saw Pokemon in kind of like a, almost like a natural way. Um, Apart from Pokemon Snap. But. Well, yeah, like Pokemon Snap and new Pokemon Snap, I think that. But then they, their focus is purely on that that kind of stuff. There's no enough yeah, yeah. else. So th- I don't think we'll ever get like a Pokemon game on that level of natural habitat for Pokemon in like a mainline game. Yeah. But this this was pretty close. Um, I think I think it did really well. Um, really enjoyed the story of it where you kind of you're building the first ever kind of Pokedex. You're doing surveying missions. Um, you're figuring out what this, you know, temporal wormhole was happening, mm-hmm. was going on, um, and just sort of seeing how Pokemon kind of used to be in, you know, ancient times is uh, really interesting. I liked the gameplay of it, if it was quite addictive, you know, be able to catch Pokemon over and over. And then you improve the Pokedex that way. You yeah. do different moves in like um, to upgrade the decks as well. And also like introducing the um, what was it the the Swift and Strong styles as well. I think added yeah, a nice. Yeah, that, that was good. Yeah, because it made you think the, about how you battle Pokemon. Yeah, uh, it added a really nice wrinkle to the balance system. So like, okay, you could. You could do Swift style, you could get two moves in quickly, but if, you know, if they don't defeat the Pokemon, then like the other, you know, you pose a Pokemon now has two moves that you can do. Um, it was just really interesting. I liked the, the, the new way. The battles were cool. When you were yeah, the Totem battles, I thought they, they were really new and interesting to add in as well. Um, which I think, I think they've sort of implemented in Scarlet and Violet. You kind of got the Titan Pokemon. Um, but it just, it felt new, it felt fresh for a series that was quite lacking in innovation for yeah. you know, close to 20 years. Graphically, probably, I don't want to say the best that Pokemon's looked. Um, maybe a mainline series until kind of Scarlet and Violet came along, but, you know, I think it did what it needed to. I liked the different environments, I liked the new ways of, um, Getting around, you know, um, transport-wise, 
Yeah, all the different Pokemon you could use. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, the story is really great. I liked that it kind of finished on adding sort of a, a lore and, and layers to the Diamond and Pearl kind of set of Pokemon. Um, the music as well. I just thought the music was was done really nicely in this game. Um, to the point where um, Garantina's Garantina's like battle theme at the end. I've I've not come across it myself, but like watching like reaction videos to it, like really good, very good. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of hoping Pokemon kind of keep this. Almost keep like two main series types now. You kind of got your normal one that we've got going with Scarlet and Violet. Now we've got open world. We can, you know, hopefully improve on that and then keep like a a legend series going. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Mhm. Legends, how well? Hopefully. Suppose you know I want to move on to Stray and the little kitty cat. Oh, the gorgeous little kitty cat. It had the most, like, most astonishing sort of, like, well, I don't want to say advertising, but preamble to the release, where everyone was just, like, hyped up on the memes and things like that. Yeah. It was quite astonishing, really, wasn't it? It's just how much people were so looking forward to this game about a cat. Yeah, it just seems to come out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah. We didn't really know what it would be. I guess there was a worry that it's like, is this just going to turn out to be a dud? You know, is is everyone going to hype up on the memes and it's just turned out to be a rubbish game mm. but it's actually a really good game it's it? so it's enjoyable really, it's really nice like it's being, a, re- being a cat it's great it's, I just think it's one of the biggest surprises for quite a few years I think I mean you could see it as just a game about a cat and I guess it is a game about a cat but I think there's some like human stories in there as well even though it's a world populated by these robot things humanoid robots yeah yeah They've got, you know, they've got... Lives? Uh, yeah, yeah, they've got lives and they do things. and It's a really nice-looking game, though. I, yeah, the lighting definitely. is so good. But, like, the neon lighting and all that, it's just mm. really gorgeous. Yeah, it it, it it looks a little bit like what I think going to, like, downtown Tokyo would be, like, in the back mm. alleys, in terms of, like, all the neon that was used. It was great. And definitely what you said, all the different lives that these robots have got and all of the issues are very human, like yeah. somebody trying to find the dad, yes. um, for example, and worrying about him. So they've spiralled off. But in your own way, you've helped them and in order to get yeah. to your own goal. And it's also very difficult to make a silent protagonist. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. But when they brought B12 in, because B12 was like the window into what these robots yeah. were saying. So it was that was a masterstroke, bringing them in. Yeah. Well, and having a course, little friend as well. Yeah. But then, of course, you've got the fact that you are a cat. And you could do very cat things in it. Yeah. Which are just funny, really, aren't they? Just like, just the pouring at things, like on a shelf. Like paint cans, just like pour it away t- to the side. And then <laughs> yeah, you just go, it. whack. Yeah. One thing I did like is uh, when you got to scratch the carpets... The way that the haptic feedback came yeah. in as you were pushing That's down, that was a really yeah. nice yeah. use of that. I think there's just like no point to that mechanic at all. <laughs> it's just there for the laughs, just to and scratch. Yeah, because you can scratch wallpaper as well. Um, yeah, there's like boards and things like that on the walls. Yeah. You found bags 
and you can put your head in the bag and then that inverted the controller so you're yeah. like what's going on here and I'm like blooming like I'm stuck here I'm gonna have to come out and eventually you get the bag off and carry on but that was that's fun but like some of the little side missions that you go you see I mean the, the obvious one is the one with the music yeah you... yeah it's really nice finding music for this street person to play and you can pick what they play as well which is good yeah and the so tunes are really nice yeah nice and pleasant aren't they and then you could just sleep next to it yeah just oh, that was it, the sleeping bit. What was yeah. that um, trophy that you got? Did you have to sleep for like an hour or something? Yeah, sleep for an hour. Yeah. 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 But just a nice little purring sound that bits from the, the controller. Mm. And then, oh, oh, of course, you've got the uh, the dedicated meow button. Oh, obviously. You can't forget that. Yeah. I, I did it deliberately just to mess with my cats when they were in the living room. <laughs> they were looking around think, thinking what was going on. They were both in the room at the start of the game when you were the cat gang and they hated pussy it. Squad. <laughs> yeah, with the pussy, pussy squad. squad. <laughs> oh. That's another thing is like seeing all these things on the internet where it's just like people have been playing the game and the cats have just become obsessed with it. Like it's just sitting in front of the screen pouring at it, things like that. Yeah. Amazing. Nice. Yeah. I think I think it's just a game that's really caught the imagination, isn't it? And not many do that nowadays, I think. But no, it's such a fun game. Not too long either. You know, no, uh, no. I, th- I think you completed under, under two hours for that uh, trophy, didn't you? Yeah, so. yeah. And I, th- I think it's a game that you can give a non-gamer and they'll have some fun with. They'll enjoy yeah. it. Because there's not too many mechanics to it. Um, no. you, you will need to observe certain things and what people say, but, I mean, anyone should be able to do that. And then you, as you go into new areas, you have a walk around and get the lie of the land and then go from there, really. Yeah. It's, it's not too demanding, things like that. So... I think it's pretty much a game for anyone. Mm. And I like games like that. We don't have enough of them. We want more. <laughs> like straight two. <laughs> yeah, straight two. I mean, they, a dog they, this time. they did open it up, kind of, at the end of the game. There was something well, there, so... We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But I just... It's just such a lovely little game. It just is. Okay, shall we make a decision, then? I can only go one way. Let's go straight. Because I plotted and do it. To you two, I think you're going to have to fight to make the final decision, you two. I don't know. I, I can't put much buy in this because I only played one of them. So. Okay. But it's you're still going to make a choice, though. True. I From my, I suppose, biased option, I'd have to go for Pokemon. Okay, Nathan. Stand to you. As always. <laughs> You're looking at both boxes. I am. He's I tall. am. He's got I can understand why it might be a difficult decision. I, I, I really enjoyed what Pokemon Arceus gave to us in terms of the new experience, but in a lot of ways, I've experienced similar before. So I think I'm. I think I'm going to go for Stray because of how different it was. So fine. yeah, I think I'll go for Stray. Sorry, Matt. It's fine. Both both games are good and they're all right. I do, I do need to get around to playing straight at some point. Okay, so straight goes through. So, of course, that leaves us with two left. I'm going to spin the wheel, even though it's completely redundant and I don't need to do it. <laughs> but I'm going to do it anyway. And we have got Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 against... Ooh. I'm going to spin it again. Again. I don't even need it because it's the other one left. Sonic Frontiers. <gasps> Never expected that what's, one. What's that doing there? Who put that? Yeah, why is that there? I don't know. Um, should we begin with, we begin with COD? 
Good little model warfare. I feel bad for Nave on this one, so he's not really got a horse in there. <laughs> he's had enough so far. True. <laughs> um, I have to say, to give credit to Call of Duty, I think this is the best story I've enjoyed for many, quite a few years. Call of Duty. Mm. I love the Certainly, variety yeah. of it. Of the mm. campaign, sorry. Um, yeah, campaign. Still, it's just like, sh- go here, shoot this thing, move on, shoot this thing. But mm. there's, a bit, there's, there's a bit more different aspects to this one. There's like the, the one, the night mission, where you're just basically, basically stealthing your way around. That's such an intriguing mission. Yeah, that's, that's definitely one of the standout missions, I think, in Modern Warfare 2. Mm. And, and then you've got like the, um, those where you're in the choppers and things like that. I mean, I haven't really played much of the multiplayer, though. But the campaign I was really into. I thought it was really good. I, mean, I, I think... I was on the wrap-up, yeah. we'll tell you, of <laughs> oh, <yeah>. line. <laughs> but I think, I think one of the... I mean, I remember saying this when I played the game, is that what I really liked about One of the is that I, I like the characters in it. Yeah, I think... Whereas the other series, I just don't care about them, really. Yeah, I think this time around, I think because it's it's a... It's an ongoing story from like the first one, so you kind of you're on this journey with you know Captain Price, um, Gav, I think are the two that are kind of main from there, and then within this one we're introduced to um, Soap McTavish and uh, Simon is his name, but he's normally known as Ghost, hmm. and just continuing just continuing from the first one really, I think they've done a really good job of making each character kind of unique and likable like um i mean like for example that that stealth mission in is it mexico i think can't quite remember the country now but just you know the the back and forth between soap and ghosts i think was yeah done incredible um and some of the dire jokes that was were told um (laughs) were still pretty funny I just like the back and forth. Like the the characters feel believable. Yeah, they feel um, like more real people. They don't. They? Yeah, like it's not generic soldier number one. Yeah, like I mean, Call of Duty's had like a pretty bad record of kind of like whoever you're playing as in the campaigns. This like hero of everything. He'll he'll you know he'll save the day and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like I yeah I always feel like. The, the like the worst ending to a card for me was was I think the original Black Ops, um, just because I remember it ended like you go out of the submarine and there's the American flag waving in in the air and there's you know jets flying by and it's like <laughs> oh hooray patriotism, um, which really annoyed me as 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 good of a campaign you know Black Ops was, but the characters just really good. Um, I mean even like the the kind of the swerve and stuff I thought was handled really well. Kind of once, um, once the American team kind of like switched sides, yeah. going on to um, well, doing what Shepard wanted them to do it was really good. Um, and yeah, like I said, Mission Briar as well handled really well. Um, you had your kind of repeat of the cleaning house one in this one, but it was a bit more chaotic. And like they're all handled really well. Um, oh, it's that uh, prison one as well, you know, where you're just guiding. Oh, with ghosts, weren't it? You were guiding ghosts. Ghosts, yeah, you're playing as Gaz thing at this point. Just like that was handled oh, really you well. You hide that here. Was, that was you unique, move there. Yeah. 
Inevitably, so, I ended up putting him in the line of fire. <laughs> oh my god, so many times I had to um, repeat that mission. Especially on Baron. That was, that's, uh, that was a bit of a struggle. I think, I think the way it was all designed, I just think it, it kept me interested along the way. It wasn't just continuous barrage of just shooting people. Because I think it just, just gets a bit dull if that's just all you're doing constantly. Yeah. Another highlight as well, the sniping mission. Mm, yeah. That was but, a good know, one. That was a good you know, one. A nice, lovely homage to old Gilly Dope. Yeah. Probably handled that pretty well. Yeah, I think I think overall, really, really solid card. Multiplayer-wise, I'm enjoying it. Um, we need to get I'm, on that card. Yeah, I've not... Yeah, we do, actually. I've not played very much of the multiplayer at all. I've been playing no. other things, but... No, I would like to go back onto that. But yeah, I would like to give those cult missions a go, actually, because they sound interesting. Hmm. Definitely. Okay, so we, we want to... Sonic! Sonic Frontiers, everyone's favourite hedgehog. Yep, definitely. Um, what, can, what can I say about Sonic that I've said before in this one? Graphically, probably, you know, the best that Sonic's looked, even though arguably the first island is a bit cookie cutter from some someone's fan game um <laughs> harsh but you know um story wise i thought it was one of the more mature and well handled stories for sonic like you don't typically get a dark story with sonic but sort of learning about the the islands um the ancient race that came to came to the islands and kind of, you know, tried to escape their potential doom, I thought was handled quite well. I thought the interactions between Sonic and his friends were handled quite maturely, kind of. Like, the one highlight for me was kind of um, the certain interactions you have between Sonic and Tails, where Tails feels very kind of... Like, he, he holds Sonic back, you know, he's always been saved, he's, you know feels yeah. and you know doesn't feel like he's he pulls his weight and stuff and feels like he needs to do more on that kind of side like build his self-confidence up maybe go on adventures without Sonic to be able to feel confident enough that he can actually feel like he's a, you know a help to Sonic rather than a, a liability I thought it was handled pretty well yeah um the low around um the sage girl character as well I thought it was was pretty cool. Gameplay wise, I think it's probably the best that Sonic's ever felt. Um, really? Just in terms of yeah, just in terms of like um, movement, um, running around, um, hitting all the grinds, all the rails and grinding stuff, and like just hitting from platform to platform. I think the homing attacks handled much better because a lot of how many attacks in Sonic games has always been kind of like a double jump, mm. um, which can be a bit, a little frustrating sometimes. Here they've kind of put it on like the this like dedicated attack button, which is is felt much nicer. And just the sense of speed as well. I think this is the best as handled in 3D compared to any other game. Um, and that's in these like open zone areas when it does get into like the cyberspace where it's like a it's a, a, a copied memory of Sonic that he remembers from like certain zones from his own memory. Then Sonic strangely feels different, and I don't know why. Um, 
it doesn't handle as well. So not sure what's kind of going on there. Like he still handles fine, mm. but comparing to like how he how he feels within the open zone, it's just different. And I don't know why that is. Um, I do think combat's handled quite well in this as well. Actually, given some like actual like kind of you know basic combos and sort of like special moves to use, then that's handled well here. I mean, these are like basic stuff that like God of War and Horizon has, but to have like in a Sonic game, it's like, oh, it's, it's interesting. They've done gone this way. They've handled it quite well. I liked the variety of enemies and how you had to think a little bit rather than just kind of jump dashing them all the time. You have to like really think on like what moves you have to use, whether you have to like cyber loop them, just kind of get them out of the shell initially, and then you can like bounce around and start attacking them and stuff. Um, Big highlight for me in, in the games with boss fights, I think, is probably the, it's probably the best that Supersonic has also felt in a game. Cause typically, like, a Supersonic mode, I suppose, in games are just general kind of dash forward, hit something, and then that's it. And if you get hit, lose rings and, and blah, blah, blah. Whereas this feels more involved with like, okay, I've got to use combos. I've got to, you know, time parries when I need to. It, it just feels nice to be supersonic. Yeah. And again, um, I think I mentioned before, I think the music was criminally overlooked by the Game Awards. So I'm not happy with you. Damn you, Jeff. Uh, yeah. Like the, I mean, I know rock and like heavy music isn't everyone's thing, but like putting it in the Sonic game and during like a boss fight, just like. I don't know, just hype you up for the whole thing. I've like I've been listening to the OST ever since it's come out. I don't think I've stopped listening to it. <laughs> so I've loved that. And yeah, I think I think I do think the final fight is a bit of a little letdown. because um, depending on what difficulty you have it, and this is a little bit of a noisy thing that he did, like if you had like a normal difficulty, the final fight essentially just became like a quick time event. Uh, which is a bit yeah. If you had it like on the hardest difficulty, then it changed into like a um, what could I call it? Gal- Do you know Gallagher? You ever played Gallagher? Yeah. Sort of the you have a firing gun at the bottom and you got to shoot stuff and that. It's uh it's actually a variant on a game that's on Switch that's called Kakru, something like that. I've probably got it wrong, but it's it's essentially it's a it's a form of that where the enemies on screen sort of fire different coloured um, projectiles, and you can change those colours. So if you get hit with the same colour, it doesn't affect you. But if you get it by the opposite colour, obviously it like destroys your machine. And it becomes sort of like that, where you have to like balance between the two different colours and stuff. Um, Didn't we play that game in? Um... Oh, where, where did we go? The arcade, arcade place. Arcade yeah, club. arcade club. Um, might have done. I've got I've got on the Switch. I think it was on the in the arcade as well. But yeah. it is it is a solid um, rail shooter, so that's not bad. But I think overall, Frontiers is a good step in the right direction for Sonic. Um, obviously, it's got its faults. The draw distance on the railings and stuff is a bit abysmal. Um, Don't set up fence there. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's not good. Like, I can forgive it just because I'm a Sonic fan. Like, I got used to it. 
So, but I think if, you know, they approve that, some mechanics here and there, I, like the cyberspace stuff as well, if Sonic handles a little bit better there, then I think they're onto a really good formula for Sonic in the future. So. Do you want to make a decision then? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm assuming you're going to go Modern Warfare, so. Uh, yeah, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure I'm strong on it. After the two weeks, the other one to play, so I've got to go with it. Yeah. I'm going to go for Sonic Frontiers. For nostalgia. And to tear Matt apart internally, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we know how much you've played, God. So. But we know how much you love Sonic as well. So. I mean, if it's not obvious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to Modern Warfare, I think. Okay. I'll give it to Modern Warfare. I think as much as I enjoyed Sonic and Platinum did. There is, there is obvious faults of it that I think definitely need addressing for at least the next game. But I am, you know, Modern Warfare 2, just incredible campaign. Solid gameplay as always. Like, you can never go wrong with cards, gunplay. So. I thought you were going to go with Sonic. Oh. I thought that as well, okay. to be honest. But no. Okay. Is that decision made? Yeah, I'll go Modern Warfare 2. Okay, so we move on to the semi-finals. Oh, spin the wheel. Our first semi-final is God of War Ragnarok. And it will go up against... The Plague. Stray. Oh, this is the one that I didn't want. (laughs) (laughs) This could grace the final, this one. Well, it can't because it's a semi-final. I know, I know. (laughs) That's tough for me because... Both games are platinumed. Which is a good sign of, you know, if I'm really into a game, I'll go, I'll go for the platinum. Hmm. But, um, ooh, I don't know. I do. God of War Ragnarok. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, think kill, I would kill the tension then. <laughs> I would be leaning more towards God of War Ragnarok, but there's a lot to admire about Strays, isn't there? Just, I think I just love its uniqueness. It's just yeah. something a bit different, isn't it? And, um, yeah, definitely. But yeah, to to go up against God of War Ragnarok, that's it's tough, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's got to be God of War. I mean, the the level of storytelling in that game is just astonishing. Yeah, I mean to give it to Stray, it did get me emotional sometimes, but that's normally when the cat got hurt. I was projecting, like, what if that were my cat? Because there were times when it limped around, but then it went to sleep and woke up and were fine again after, so... Yeah. 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 Both games, I thought, absolutely terrific, but God of War, I think it's got to win, hasn't it? Yeah, it's it's just... It's a a better all-around game. Yeah. Yeah. But Stray, amazing. Love it. Go play that. So, God of War, Ragnarok goes through, I presume. I'll, I'll vote for Stray. <laughs> I thought he might. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, okay, that obviously leaves us with... I don't know why I'm spinning again. Again, it is redundant. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 against a Plague Tale Requiem. Ooh. 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 Mm. Now, again, it's a bit difficult because it's... I've, I've only played Call of Duty. I am intrigued by a Plague Tale. Would love to play it. And we know how much you 
a door, a plague tail, Nathan. Mm-hmm. So, convince us. Convince us. <laughs> well, <laughs> unless you're going to say Cold Duty. Yeah, it's a different. Because I can be persuaded on this. Yeah. So, with, with a plague tail, it, in terms of the, the mechanics itself, it is very puzzle based and. You do get to a point where you can like take more control and use a Missy's sling to kind of fight people and kind of start using the rats against the um inquisition that you're against. Um and also use Hugo's power to control the rats as well, so there's a few different facets there. But it's for a place that it's more the story of a Missia and Hugo and them battling together to get out of this impossible situation that they're in. Um, because within the story, they basically go back and they look at this other person that's had the macula of what Hugo's got in his blood that's controlling the rats. And Amissi is just so desperate to stop from happening what happened to this kid. Because the last time it happened was back in the Roman times. And basically, they didn't know what to do with the, this kid. And they locked him up. And he ended up pretty much destroying Rome like with the power that he had of these rats and um, just the the desperate nature of it, like because they went to go and see a doctor and basically the doctor condemned him and said he is going to die and she's just going to the ends of the earth to try and find a cure for him or to help him. But by the end of it, after you've made all these different decisions and you, you lose people along the way that have been friends since the first game and, it just go. It comes to a head, and it's just absolutely. It's just amazingly bleak, and it just after you finish it, it just leaves this giant pit in your soul, and you look at yourself and wonder what's happened and what you've done, and it's terrible. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Sounds I can't, wonderful. I can't. I can't explain I like it. Early. Um, I feel like this is like somehow more bleak than The Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> in some ways well, it is. I don't think I have a cheer, really. <laughs> no. Oh, of course, obviously. Everyone loves golf. <laughs> hey. hey. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't say anything else about it. Okay, okay. So, Call of Duty, then. It's... It's Call of Duty. Call of Duty, Duty isn't it? <laughs> Call of Duty. You ground shooting things. Yeah. I mean, of the running ground shooting things, one this is one of the best ones, I think. Campaign wise. Uh, the, yeah, the better ones over the last. Probably since the last Model of I've played a bit of campaign on this, and it is visually stunning. Definitely when you get to Amsterdam, it looks fantastic. Mm, I will give it that, yeah. Amsterdam looked really, really nice. Like, well done. Almost full realistic. I'll give them that. It's just a shame you don't really do that much there. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of just kind of shoot three guys, maybe? That's about it. That's a bit of a shame. It's probably why it looks how it does. You don't actually do that much, so you don't need to (laughs) get away with making it look really nice. Yeah. um, hmm. I don't know. Am I persuaded? You know, sod it. I am. I'm going to pick Playtale. You've... You're so into it so much that I I trust your yeah, judgment. I slapped, <laughs> I, I slapped my <laughs> microphone. Enjoy. Some, someone slapped it. Uh, 
No, I'm, I'm going to go with Plato because I, I can sort of I can see what you're saying in that in terms of a story about people, and I like stories like that. That's fine. So we're going to go call Dewey then. <laughs> no, I I think oh, well, I should go with the Plague Tale. Ooh, there you go. I'm, I'm really intrigued by it. I need to. Uh, I think I've got the first one installed. I, I need to get around to it. Yeah, I think I'm you're intrigued. Yeah, at some point. Yeah. Well, you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did to one not download it. <laughs> Idiot here saw it on a deal and bought it. It was the PS5 version, not remembering that the PS4 version had been given as a PS Plus game. So, <laughs> well, but hey, at least I completed the, the version. Yeah, yeah, I completed <laughs> the best quality at least. Yeah, so. it's true. And if it's everything you've said about the first one is true, it'll be a great experience. Bleak, but a great yeah. experience. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, I can't wait to get through that high-quality misery. So, shall we move on to the final? So, that would be God of War Ragnarok. Spinning again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just trying to remember what the games were. God of War Ragnarok and a Playtale Requiem. Not Elden Ring. No, Elden Ring. <laughs> I'm shocked. Didn't even make it out to the first round. Don't hate us, internet. Please. <laughs> or, or, or do. I don't care. Or do. <laughs> now, this is a tough, tough thing. Well, they're both stories about people. Yeah. That is and essentially true. a guardian and someone younger than them. In dire situations in both. Yeah. They share With a lot of gods. parallels. Well, wait, no, <laughs> <laughs> they share a lot of parallels. In some mm. aspects, I guess. Both have puzzles. Yeah, yeah, true. They're mm. both not set in modern times. I don't know where else to. <laughs> I think God of War Ragnarok's got better a better depth of side characters as well. The world is more immersive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because of how many different sections there are to it. A Plague Tale is great, but in terms of the locations, they can get quite samey. Um, but both stories are great. I just think, just because the layers of God of War Ragnarok, I just think it's astonishing. I think so many parts of it are just like pitch perfect. Yeah. Mm. Even even going off the beaten track and finding a certain bit of loot or, or speaking to like a ghost and going off on a but I, well, this is a side thing, but I, I went to go and find this hammer for somebody. But while I was trying to find the hammer, I found this ghost of their dad that wanted to find out what happened to the son. Yeah. And I, 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 I went off on a tangent to try and do that mm. off the back of a side, another side mission. Yeah. And yeah. it's just that kind of depth. And you and you want to go and help these these people and, and do this stuff. And. Yeah, Playtale is great, but it's linear. It's just one way. You get through the game and that's it. But with Ragnarok, you can get lost in its world and in its characters. So, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. it's got to be God of War for me, I think. I love them both for different reasons, but God of War is, without a doubt, the best game that I personally have played this year or last year. I can't disagree. God of War just absolutely blew me away. It's just, I was really stunned by it. 
it's not just one of the best games that I played last year. It's one of the best games I've played in like the last five years. Or so. mm. I think for, for the care that gets that they took with it as well, like in, it, in its dialogue, like there was one bit where um, Atreus threw Kratos' words back at him from the 2018 game. Yes. Kratos said, "Don't be sorry, be better." And Atreus said the same thing to Kratos. And it's just little bits like that. Yeah. That are just so lovely. Yeah, there are small, just like small little moments that you notice, aren't they? That just make you go, ooh. Just a wonderful all-round game. I just, I can't fault it, any part of it. It's astonishing. It really is. So I guess there you have it. The winner, if you hadn't noticed already. It's God of it's War. It's God of War. <laughs> Ragnarok. So there you go. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdelford.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Happy New Year again. Toodles.